in Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hi, Art! Hi! Hey! hey. Nice to see you. Wow, it's so good to see good you. Good to see you. Nice to be here. Uh, We're using our natural voices. Yeah, this is what we really sound like <laughs> when the microphones are turned off. When we when and we talk we're turned on. <laughs> oh, we're turned on because I think, and I think a lot of people who saw today's title are turned on because we've got some guests coming and we I mean, we got a great episode on it. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so out of breath because <laughs> I'm so excited about um, this episode. This is a this is a really fun cryptid episode. Uh, I guess this is how you would categorize it as cryptid. Yeah, I guess cryptid f- creature folklore. from folklore mythology. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, this episode comes to us from none other than loyal bunk funker, John Hendricks. John Hendricks, our friend bam, bam, from bam. the world bam, bam, social bam. media. Uh, you might be familiar with his dad, Jimmy. There's got to be some kind of way out of here. Send John Hendricks to the thief. Mr. Bunker, continue to podcast. Uh, uh, thank you, John, for sending in the topic of Wendigos. Wendigos. Um, we really appreciate it. This is a great episode. You really are going to love it. You really should stick around because we're going to introduce our guests very soon. But Special guests. Special guests. You're going to hear them on the episode, so just so you know. But if you don't want to, you want to get straight to the research, as always, check out the timestamp. Timestamp. Uh, you can go straight ahead. But first, you really should stick around because we're going to introduce our guests today. They're very special. Um, you know them. They're part of the bunker lore. Yeah, they are. They're they're in the canon. Um, we they're two of our uh, most beloved guests. We have pictures of them, people on our mantles. Yeah, uh, framed photos uh, of them. Uh, we got we got pictures of them in the bunker. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, Peon Musk's has has pictures with. Uh, one, Both of them. One hangs in the kitchen, and it is uh, we clean it every single day. The other. Um, you know, it's in storage, but it's, it's still here. there. It's framed, yeah. Um, you know, of course, uh, you know, by now you know you know who we're talking about. Of course, on the other end of this line, we have uh two special people, uh, starting with um our princess, uh America's sweetheart, uh Ian Hamilton. Wow, thank you so much for having me. Uh and me specifically. It's so great to be on the other end of the line. With you two. We did call collect, though. I want you to know. 
fuck. Uh, that's fine. Mr. Bunker can afford it. Yeah, he'll take it. Uh, and uh, the true... <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. That's our arch nemesis. I, I hate you guys, too. And uh, with us also is... <laughs> Uh, the effervescent, uh, the um, and the evanescence, evanescence, <laughs> the evanescent, effervescent, uh, Natalie O'Sullivan Hamilton. <laughs> now, what are we? What I mean, what are we? What are we talking about here, guys? What are we saying? Oh, Hamilton. Uh, well, okay, well. so funny story. We got married in October. It is funny, <laughs> and Mon it was hilarious. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank yes. you. Thank you. It's been about a year. You guys were on a, a very well-beloved episode, our New Year's episode of last year, Are the Simpsons Writers Time Travelers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're and, back And again. since then, we unleashed a plague upon the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got engaged. We moved to Austin, and then we got married. So, wow. you know. Wow. Uh, but I am actually changing my middle name to O'Sullivan, so I will then have the last wow. name Hamilton, so I'll be Natalie O'Sullivan Hamilton. Well, wow. welcome to the the Hamiltons. The Hamiltons are here. Funny story: when we got married, and it was just a very quick five minute ceremony in court, we asked the judge outside mm-hmm. when she was smoking. Uh, <laughs> we were like, "Hey, uh, quick question: How do we change her name?" And she was like, "Oh, you just start using it." <laughs> yeah, a judge. That's hilarious. From court. Well, yeah. we wanted a uh, a civil judge to do. The ceremony, but he was out, so I think we got a criminal judge to do. Yeah, uh, that's great because so, you know. So they, you're so what you're saying is that uh, your marriage is against the law. Uh, yeah, it's definitely unlawful. That's for sure. <laughs> Should be. Um, now, obviously, you two have been a deep part of the bunker lore for a while now. Uh, yeah, deep part. Um, part of that being that you know. Obviously, Ian, we've been butting heads, uh, the three of us. I know, and I've gotten uh, plenty of hate mail from your listeners because of it. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Most, and some from us, too. (laughs) Wait, are 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 you the ones that sent me the letter of just spit in an envelope? (laughs) Mm, And the anthrax? Well, that was me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was me also. Yeah. All right, maybe it's just me. I don't know that art's ever, I don't know that art goes to the post office. Yeah, I don't know how to actually use the mail. I'm too afraid to that I'm going to write the address wrong in the front of the envelope because I never learned in the second grade. What? So, um, So here's the thing, though, and it's not, I mean, we just have some questions. We've questioned whether you are for or against baby kidnapping. We've questioned a few other things for you, but mostly the baby kidnapping thing. We've never heard you release a statement well, about it. I mean, that's yeah. just it. As, I mean, as you yeah. know, I ha- I'm very interested in the Lindbergh baby kidnapping, which is why I suggested yeah. it to you. And it's also partly because of the Simpsons reference. Where Grandpa Simpson is the Lindbergh yes. baby. Mm-hmm. Claims to be, yeah. So I think I didn't realize that this would put me so, you know, this would put a target on my back. So I just want to put a statement out there, if that's okay, okay. just to make. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's see, clear the air. Yeah. Once and for all, this is Ian clearing the air. Okay, this is entitled A Modest Opinion on Baby Kidnappings. <laughs> Wait. This sounds like that uh, Irish thing about eating children. No, it doesn't. I don't know what you're talking about. Modest proposal. Okay. Dear Mr. Bunker and fellow conspirators, (laughs) there has been a lot of talk recently about my personal and public stance on babies being kidnapped, and I would like to address this issue head on. This is a heated discussion (laughs) to be had. Emotions run high on both sides of the issue. And the last thing I want to do is misstep 
or trip over my own tongue, as it were. Both pro and con to the issue can become so overcome with grief or joy, the last thing I would want to do is ramble or become an inarticulate mess of a human and mess myself with incorrect or redundant language. Can you imagine how embarrassing it would be to not flat out and outright and straight up put my opinion out there? Like the strong and sturdy and engorged hog that it is. <laughs> Good lord. What a blight on my quite nearly perfect public image would that be? What a red and brown stain on my <laughs> lily white figure would an omission of this sort be shaped like? Would it be a stain the shape of Jesus' face to be worshipped by billions? Or perhaps shaped like a hog, contorted and misshapen in a perfect likeness to my own hog. Oh. Oh. No, no, no. I would not want that. I want to be perfectly clear and clearly blunt about my own personal opinion on the topic of baby kidnapping. I hope that clears everything up. Sincerely, (laughs) Ian Hamilton, Venmo at Hamilton. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, what? That didn't clear up anything. It sounds like you got the shits, dude. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That was that was clear as day. It sounds like you got the shits. You got the shits. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you call the shits, but if it's poop leaking out of your butthole like pee, then I guess yeah, I have the shits. <laughs> I mean. In some hollowed halls, yes, they do. Like in, in some science institutions, they do describe poop as brown pee that comes out your butt. That's true. <laughs> it's a scientific a science liquid. institution to you, Art. You know, in a, <laughs> one of these research institutes you find in like uh, motels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, put a quarter in the bed and do some research. Oh, my God. And I got to be honest with you, that did not clear up anything. Well, I don't know uh, how more clear I, I could be, Art. And I feel like once again, we've been duped by you. What? Uh, you, you've you've reestablished yourself as our arch nemesis. He's yeah. a duper. He's a pooper. He's a midnight <laughs> scooper of ice cream. You are. He's scooping up ice creams, <laughs> eating his ice cream in the sun. It's <laughs> gonna melt. And he really likes beaches, and he wants shakes trees. What the fuck's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Some people call him Ian. <laughs> he is the pompatus of love. Yes, um, I don't know, Ian. I, I, I'm not Andy. I don't know about you. I'm not ready to let Ian off the hook just yet. No, I think we have to hold baby kidnappers accountable. And uh, <laughs> frankly, I, I don't know how frankly, more clear Ian, I could be. I am or am not a baby kidnapper, and I do or do not like it. What don't you get about that? <laughs> and you know what? There's so much to argue about this year with politics, with COVID. Let's just drop it and move on. And I, on I the think. record, this is off the record. <laughs> yeah, don't share that with well, no. Well, this is being recorded. Oh, I, mean, I don't know about this. Um, yeah, privately recorded, like uh-oh. a camera in your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I am on the toilet right now. <laughs> Andy's on the open face toilet. Well, all righty, and that's that's pretty amicable. I think I think Andy, we can bury the hatchet for just today. Yeah, yeah. For we now. could we could let it slide. I mean, um, because you know we have you both on here, and you both have um, something else you want to discuss with us, not just Ian's modest proposal of 
whatever. Baby kidnapping. Baby kidnapping. Um, you both had a bit of an experience and you want to um you want to share it. Yeah. Yes, right? absolutely. We uh I know you might be a little jealous because you haven't seen Mr. Bunker IRL in quite some time. Yeah, you know, he just kind of mm, yeah. fucking uh, leaves us by the wayside. Might be replacing us soon, as is the current canon. Yeah, that's... Well, you know, but... <laughs> We're going to be replaced by cryptids. Well, he felt very strongly about Ian and I and uh, felt like he needed to share in confidence some things with us. He actually had some urgent news he wanted to get to you guys, mm. but had to go through the channel of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're his today. liaison today. Oh, liaison. Oh, mm-hmm. because we had an experience oh. uh, the other night where, while we were sleeping in our cozy, comfy bed under our new 10 foot by 10 foot blanket that some Somebody anonymous sent us. <laughs> person sent us as a Christmas a large wedding blanket. Gift. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, Way to fucking brag. Yeah, you guys sleep in a bed. <laughs> Sorry, Art. We Jeez. can't all sleep on needles. Or I fucking sleep outside on a fucking bed of nails. Big old bale of hay for you. Sleep in a big old bale of hay. <laughs> anyway, so he we he reached out to us. And, well, reached out to us. He kidnapped us. I mean, he put he, he put masks over our, or I'm sorry, bags over our heads. You know. Masks over our face for safety. Yeah, for safety. (laughs) Yeah, that seems just safe. Hand sanitizer in our hands, just a big old puddle of it. Yeah, so we were actually handcuffed and hand sanitized. And I felt safe though. I felt safe. Yeah, we were in your hands were safe and secure. You weren't doing And we were in the back of a very sturdy cargo van uh, for I don't know how long until he brought us to, frankly, the nicest restaurant I've ever been in in mm-hmm. an un, in an undisclosed huh. location uh uh-huh. you know it was it was like a 50s 60s sort of supper club where there's like no windows and it's very smoky and dim but like it's very luxurious and there's like these booths that have like red velvet seats okay elk Lodge. yeah oh uh, yeah yeah but just like <laughs> really good martinis yeah. and like wow. the cloth uh huh. Tablecloth. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like yeah. something you'd see Tony Bennett singing at more than an elk lodge. Wow. Yeah. You know, and you could you sounds, can still smoke it. Sounds inside. like the yeah. sounds like the hotel in the shining. Fine. It could have been. Sure. I mean, it was more like you the mean, uh the eating hall in the hotel the in the shining. Yeah, the bar. Yeah, the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bar. And uh well it sounds like a really fucking nice place. Uh yeah. you know Oh, it was I we mean, had a seven course meal. It was a prefix wow. meal. I mean we had like <laughs> okay. elk medallions. We had elk medallions at the elk lodge. Yeah. Wow. We had lobster bisque. Uh you know, oh I had goodness. a French seventy five. Ian had so many martinis. Uh, oh Jesus. yeah. I'm Jeez. too drunk to remember you a French sixty nine <laughs> Oh. That's what Andy usually Andy and I. That's all we get. Yeah. The French sixty-nine. Jesus, this sounds fucking awesome. This sounds fucking it, great. What the it fuck? Was yeah. He's it like was an uncle. Uncle. You hearing this, Andy? The fucking Mr. Booker took him out to a seven-course meal at the Elk Lodge. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's it called? The Moose Lodge? I don't fucking know. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, we got we're, we're getting French sixty-nine over the fucking Moose Lodge. What the by Peon Musk in the back of his bunkler. Ain't no seven course meal. Not to mention, he assured us that the entire wait staff (laughs) either had gotten a vaccine 
or had already gotten COVID and had the antibodies <laughs> and wasn't going to get it. Jesus. Which I was like, I don't know how how true that is that you can't get it again, but he was pretty adamant about it. And and our hands were still tied. Yeah, and sanitized. So, you yeah. know, again, yeah. Felt, Good felt Lord. Have a choice. This is unbelievable. I can't Honestly, believe it. Honestly, our hands were oh. tied, so he had to cut our steak for us. What, what? the fuck? He's <laughs> hand feeding yeah. you? Yeah. Mm hmm. And he's got really. The last time we saw Mr. Bunker, he he gave us a used McDonald's wrapper and told us to eat the little cheese pieces off that fucking fuse into the wrapper. Yeah. Then later he flew to Japan and had to make a puppet show mocking us. <laughs> yeah. And you should like it. You know, you should be happy that he's just giving you any attention at all. I think because we approached oh, the situation fuck. with gratitude, mm-hmm. um, oh. it really, we it went a long way. I don't know. That's right. This is like some kind of live, laugh, love. Yeah, if you keep telling yourself this story of, oh, he's torturing us. Oh, he's being cruel. Ouchies, my bum bum. He hit it. You know, then that's how you're going to live. My bum bum. (laughs) Eat pre kidnap. It's. He does give us spankings. The spankings are real. I swear to Christ, if Julia Roberts comes out here, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) I got beef with Roberts. You got beef with every celebrity. <laughs> Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> Aaron Brocko snitch. That's what I'm saying. Well, this sounds like some intolerable cruelty. Uh, oh, what? That's I Catherine mean, okay. Zeta-Jones. It's not. It's yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, it, 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 listen, okay, you guys had this fucking wonderful evening with Mr. Bunker. So he wanted to have a conversation with us, and we had this wonderful five-hour talk with him. Five hours. Yes. And let me tell you, it was enlightening. You know, he's become a bit of a Zen master. What? Since a Zen master. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's just he's been, you know, around the world in space. He's been collecting all sorts of wisdom. I can't believe what Uh, I'm hearing. As well Uh, as, you know, all kinds of illegal shit. But um, anyway, in some countries. (laughs) This is all pretty shocking. Well, yeah. But he ha- he gave us some sort of notes yeah. that he thought might improve Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast that he wanted us to relay to you. Yeah. So we were just like the vehicle to get you these important notes, urgent news or notes. Yeah. And so then um, after the meal was over and we were all fat and happy, uh, well, well, the walls started melting and so did our hands. And we realized, oh... We're heavily drugged. We've been drugged. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. And that sounds like Mr. Bunker. And so he. So these are. You got some network mm-hmm. notes for us, is yeah, what you're telling yeah. me. So he put hoods on our heads again. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, tripping uh-huh. in the complete dark is not. <laughs> not that fun. It's not cute. No. Uh, and he brought us to a different bunker. A new yeah, So we wow. are ourselves Whoa, right now in a separate bunker from you. Zooming in to your podcast. Jeez. Apparently, there's Are a whole you... bunk multiverse of bunkers everywhere, and uh, in like in uh, other languages of the podcast, yes, Senor oh bunkers, bunkers Conspiratorio, El Tempo, Los Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Oh my god. Wow. Good. That checks out. <laughs> that checks out. I speak fluent Spanish, which never comes up on the show, but yeah. that checks out. <laughs> I mean, uh, quite frankly, somebody, you know, better, uh, somebody better call, 
Somebody better rub my bunions because I'm appalled. Well, he just wants you to understand your place as an appendage of this great body. Our place? As opposed to... An appendage? Yes. We're like a finger. You're not the head, okay? You are an arm, maybe a nipple. You oh could be God. the neck. Nipple. Or a vertebra. A fucking vertebra. You use your vertebra, vertebra in micro ways that you wouldn't even notice until you've... Definitely injured one. And mm-hmm. then you say, my yeah. God, my God, why have you forsaken like, me? Yeah, I feel like Mr. Bunker should think about that. God. I've, I I would love to say that this is the first time Andy and I have gotten news like this, that we are not as important as we think we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, this is probably, we get that news at every juncture. We in get that lives. news a lot. Yeah. 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 So Mr. Bunker has been very busy laying his seed all around the world in the space station the past year. I mean, I've been to the doctor recently and he was like, listen, I'm not, I'm gonna, you know, I'm giving you like 30% here. <laughs> You're just not working. Wow. Uh, yes, he's not gonna <laughs> yeah, be happy. The to doctor hear. checked out. Jesus, I can't believe this. So I guess there's a whole bunker verse and wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mostly he. Do the other shows have shorter intros? They're di- they're in That's different languages, so it's kind of hard to uh, decipher okay. what's banter mm. and riffraff and what's mm-hmm. the whole enchilada. Um, and also in other languages, like in the Mexican Mister uh, Bunker, it's not yeah. enchilada. It's the like the entire. It's pizza. Yeah, it's pizza. <laughs> it's pizza. Pizza. Yeah, it's a different uh, cultural the food. The whole you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, in the Chinese Mr. Bunker, they say borscht, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, so are these, it's just kind of switching around, like different cuisines like from different, different cultures. Exactly. That's interesting. Are these hosts cryptids? You know, I think you'll have to surprise yourself and check them out. Hmm. So he really wanted us to just, just give you... First, the most important thing to him that he really wanted us to get... Uh, to you was get your cannon together, son. Get it together. He's like, I mean, it's it's in the shop. Andy was gonna lube it out and clean it out. <laughs> yeah, put I, some new balls in. I it. don't know. We did a lot of reenact. We did a lot of war reenactments over the summer. Yeah, we don't be silly. Okay, this is serious. Oh, he wants you to get okay. your peon musks and your skunk apes and oh. your barn owls. Oh well, he he hasn't been back. <laughs> Barnow might have passed away. Oh, no. Yeah. Beloved. Beloved. The beloved character, Barnow. That's right. And he loved Barnow. And he wants to see a little more of maybe wow. Barnow wow. or just a better understanding. He meets a Sasquatch and he's like, is this Peon? Is this Barnow? Is this the guy from Louisiana? Like, he doesn't know anymore. Wow. wow. Goodness. Yeah. Jeez. He just feels like it's all a little scattered right now. Okay. Rain it in. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Got it raining in. Okay. 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 Like to say we haven't gotten that note before, but we. Have. <laughs> um. All right, I can take that note. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So far, so far, my pride is still not. Okay. Right. Well, that's good. That's good. Um. So another bunker note from Mr. Bunker himself. Uh, okay. So, well, here's here's something that's really going to make you feel a little bit better. Okay. So pre-pandemic is considered the golden age of Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he really wanted me <laughs> short golden. Yeah, era. he really wanted me to emphasize that because he the golden shower era. Yeah, he does miss you both. Uh, he misses Art and Andy, and he 
is desperately trying to acquire vaccines for both of you so that he can vaccinate you so that he can keep kidnapping you. That has been the biggest hole in his life over the past year. And uh, he really wants to drive. He just wants to get back to normal. You know, you know what I'm hearing is he's afraid of us. Because of the diseases, <laughs> the diseases we carry, he's scared of no, us. No, no, he so just like respects that you don't want to get it or give it to each other. You know? Oh, 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 oh wow. wow, yeah. So what you're saying? I mean, he like through his abuse, he cares about us, is what you're saying, or something like that. It, it's tough love. That's right. Tough yeah, love. that's right. It is like tough love. Coach. Yeah, it's a little narcissistic, oh. a little manipulative, but you'll get used to it. Yeah, it's huh. just like how your old football coach used to abduct you and <laughs> yeah, record. he would maybe play grab ass with the towels. Big deal. Record, record all your ah. audio. He would say, "Put on this, put on this mesh jersey over your little nutsack." Is that what you want? Huh? I was in high school. That's what you're going to this place, Andy. This is the golden age of Mr. Bunker. <laughs> Okay, so Mr. Bunker, <laughs> my football coach. If Mr. Bunker were here, he'd probably say something along of, "This is not Mr. Bunker. Mr. Bunker's art brings all of his bullshit into this podcast. It is a conspiracy time podcast." <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Yeah, you leave your baggage at the door. It's no conspiracy that I looked fucking good. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a conspiracy. Your football coach got convicted. <laughs> Um, okay, speaking Good of Lord. tough love here, Mr. Bunker didn't really like that Andy revealed his real age recently. Um, and he actually is wow. concerned about Andy now that he knows what his real age is. When did Andy reveal that? Uh, it was uh, it was an episode <laughs> ago as uh, of the day of recording. But he just thinks that Andy has far too many liver spots to be that old or that young. <laughs> yeah, I am not a yeah, good elf. So he's just concerned. He wanted to bring that up. Oh, oh, he's just worried about me dying soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wow. a valid. He concern. can't keep kidnapping. I, again, I'd like to say it's the first die. time I've ever heard that, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the comedy. Yeah, and the kidnappings put a lot of stress on my heart. Oh my god. And it can't take too much. <laughs> well, Lord. research shows that our audience has put Andy in the age bracket of 31 to 89. So um, <laughs> they're right. That classic age bracket that advertisers are just fucking trying yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, speaking. I'm a white, white male, age 31 to 89. Everyone cares what I think. <laughs> well, Especially these people. Well, speaking of marketing and advertising, um, so we did a bunch of, uh, or Mr. Bunker did a bunch of market and research uh, notes. Oh, wow. And oh. Um, there's Jeez. been a few. Uh, a few suggestions. A few so suggestions. We're yeah. thinking oh. about maybe putting up some right. billboards uh, to advertise for Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast, but it's very important that we don't put Andy's face on it. So mm-hmm. we're going to put fair. Art's face next to Andy's name. In Ariel Black font. <laughs> okay, and then also speaking of your names, um, can we change those? Yeah. What if you guys just switch uh, names for a while and see how that goes? Oh, oh, uh, I would. I think that would. Wouldn't that be confusing? Oh, you know, just <laughs> well, get around each other's wallets. Yeah, we're just trying to spice things up here. You know, Art, would you consider maybe changing your name to Sam or maybe Diane? <laughs> Oh, I can see Diane. <laughs> and uh, Andy, you can be Woody. 
Wow. Or the yeah. mailman. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I would like to go by the mailman. Because <laughs> then it wouldn't be. I could pretend to be Carl Diane Malone. Diane and the mailman. <laughs> but not like Jimmy Kimmel. Not like Jimmy Kimmel did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, um, good Lord. Uh, I've never even considered this. That, well, uh, consider he, it. He just wants you to consider it. Yeah, just think about it, you know? Okay, and then you know who's really hot right now? Uh, Dave Chappelle is very hot right now. Um, anyway, you guys can smoke cigarettes during the show. People love smoking. <laughs> yeah, sure. Jeez, I mean... Andy and I have just quit. We used to be 14 pack a day, 14 pack a day smokers. I mean, yeah, I've been, uh, I've, I haven't smoked in two days, but I really could go for a few packs of cigarettes right now, about now. Well, unfortunately, uh, you can't tell by your voices. Oh, oh, you want us to sound more like this? Oh, yeah, you want us to sound more like this? <laughs> That's right. That's but right. then also sound laid back like you're cool and you're enjoying a camel cigarette. How oh. smooth it oh. is, you know? I'm enjoying this cigarette. This cigarette tastes delicious. I put it into my window. Wow, I am so happy to hear you guys taking these notes so well. Honestly, yeah. It's we, you know, it's something Jeez. that it couldn't be covered yeah. in a postcard by him. So it was really important yeah, this for is us a lot for a postcard. to sort of, you know, let it not be such a ah. harsh blow. Um these were very constructive. I mean, most of the time people just, you know, Completely just tear us down, mock us, just... Oh, yeah, we've got one of those, too. Oh, definitely. Um, oh. Yeah, so oh. this is a note oh, for God. Andy. Um, okay. Uh, okay, oh. maybe, Andy, okay. you could come up with a 100 different ways. Just make a list. Make a 100 different ways to say, I don't believe any of this shit. <laughs> just so you could change things up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can work on that. I could do that. Yeah, just a list of a hundred, and then maybe pare it down to the top fifty, and then use those instead of saying the same thing every time. Okay, that's fair. That's good criticism. Yeah. Good so we'll Lord. do a criticism sandwich here. So uh, Ian oh, said oh. something that's a little harsher. So I'm going to be the creamy oh. middle, and I'll I'll share some good news. Uh. Um, we're really trying to get the community more involved with Art and Andy um, and like that canon. So we're thinking we can do an Art and Andy fan club. Andy can have wow. fandies and Art will have farts. Yeah. Or we could just call <laughs> it Art plenty Club. Of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure that the fucking like one or two people that'll join uh, definitely want to be called farts. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Compared to the over I, uh, the fucking at capacity level of fandies that there will be. The aspect of this fan club that I like the most is making the fans pick an allegiance right as they join. Absolutely. <laughs> like they should have to pick a faction. <laughs> well, we certainly who have. Will you side with, who will you side with? The virtuous fandies or the, the dark farts? <laughs> The and you, you'll have a, you'll have a class called the Defense Against the Dark Farts. <laughs> and, oh my god! At Fandy U, that's the number Fandy one U. class. Defense Against <laughs> at, the Dark uh, Farts at Buttworts, a school for podcast and wizardry. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Defense Against the Dark Farts, Good teachers. Lord, keep going missing. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> Young Harry Pooter. Okay, so here's the <laughs> other piece of bread to the shitting on you sandwich. Oh, mm. oh God, there's more. Okay. Right. Oh oh um, 
lately, sometimes your conspiracies oh haven't felt always like they don't really feel like conspiracies as much anymore. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's like we do like the secret co- complete. Is that job? really a conspiracy? Is that or just is that Oprah? just a lifestyle? Oh, is that just Oprah? Oh, oh. well, oh, I mean, Oprah was. I mean, I mean, even even something as simple as the Simpsons writers being time travelers. Does anyone really think that? Like, really? I was plausible, I believe. Uh, I mean, yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I think Ellie was plausible. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, moving on. I think you guys are getting a little down. So let me uh, let me say something when, when that's going to bring you back up. When Pat McAfee isn't sucking Aaron Rodgers' dick, he's usually talking about how, you know, the Simpson writers are actually talking about it. I had to unsubscribe from this channel. Fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I mean, I guess, yeah, you guys are right. Yeah, like, just stick you, to fucking conspiracies, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, We're going to talk about YouTube for a sec. Okay. So people love the YouTube. Okay. We love the animations by Justin. That is all such good stuff. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. Such a beautiful person. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, So anyway, we can punch it up a bit and make it like a little bit more clickbaity. Maybe add some more like hot milfs, you know. I think definitely Mm. we want to punch up like Plenty of Russian fantasy game ads on the sides, you know, mm. and then lots of pop-ups. You know, people love the challenge of pop-ups. Yeah, because people love yeah. to just try to get to that video they're desperately trying to watch. And part of the mm-hmm. joy of getting to that video is having to struggle to fight the pop-ups and the viruses that are infesting their computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I we both you. are very good at making things difficult for other people. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, that's one of the few skills we have. Yeah, this sounds right in our wheelhouse. Perfect. Yeah, I think we could do work Perfect. That one. Mr. Bunker is going one. to be so happy to hear that. Um, yeah, I have all right. kinds of MILF sites that I could get links to to throw that's in there. true. <laughs> uh, another <laughs> suggestion for your YouTube channel. Can you include some videos perhaps that are, well, they're pornos, but edit out all of the sex and nudity? <laughs> Just the dialogues? Just the story? The story? Yeah. People love the stories of pornos. And screenshots of Riley Reed making weird faces? I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> you don't? You sure? I don't know anything about that. I've seen your search history. <laughs> but. <laughs> Come on. I've seen Mia Khalifa show up 15 million times and tried to type in fucking. You're trying to buy shoes. <laughs> Mia Khalifa's popping. I'm trying up. to buy some fucking shoes. I typed in M for shoes. And I, Mia Khalifa came up. Come on. I just wanted to find some Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I know. All I'm getting is is is. Jeez. I mean, we got to do all that work, editing all that fucking. Okay. Porn. Okay. Well, here's here's another A lot spin of porn on it. out there. Maybe. Ah, uh, we could just have Justin do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just make Justin. Do I'm it. sure he'll love this. His history is riddled with. Uh, all those things, so it'll be fine. Um, is true. there any way we could include some of our very favorite characters from the Bunkverse and put them in frisky situations, you know? Maybe have Alex oh, Jones and Bill Clinton come back together. Oh, or, wow, you know, yeah. Slender Man seeking Erickson twins for a hot, confusing romp. <laughs> Bring your own hammer. Think about it. You know, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I've already done so the brainstorming for you guys. Wow, that is so pretty fucking So we just take hot. a porno movie... 
and replace all the people in it with yeah. with people from conspiracies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got, I've been telling you, those Erickson twins, they got powerful thighs. And Slender Man, he's real thin. He can get in lots of yeah. different places. He's got those long fingers. And he's got, he's, got, he's got tentacles. Yeah. It's very, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we just got to find some tentacle pornography. and that'd be Oh, awesome. where are you going to find tentacle-based cartoon pornography? Art. <laughs> Oh, I have a stash. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you guys assumed me. Well, I didn't say it, but Mr. Bunker sure did talk about it a lot. Um, uh, uh, speaking okay, of art, okay. it was one, uh, one it was for general suggestion for you is, uh, wouldn't oh it be interesting for your character arc mm. if you maybe got a boa constrictor? Wow. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, truthfully, I have been looking up a lot of videos on uh, Clint's reptiles. That YouTube channel where that Mormon guy shows off uh, reptiles. So, uh, and I was looking at snakes and bearded dragons, but then I said, you know what? Enclosures are okay, so. We big. didn't know about any of that, but we like that rabbit hole. <laughs> Keep going down it. Yeah. One time, uh, I went to the park when I was a little kid, and some uh, older kids were there with their snake, and I said, "That's fucking cool." Wow. Yeah, you could get a boa constrictor. I mean, I would look kind of cool with a boa. You're never lonely with a boa constrictor. It'll It'll match my boner constrictor. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, you know, I mean, that was, I, yeah, I, I mean, these are, I, I have to be honest with you. I think these are actually some great. Well, we have what we have many, many more, but I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just share this last one with you. Um, have you considered installing hamster tunnels all over the bunker as a fun little project to keep yourselves entertained? Yeah, we've I mean, yeah, it. it already smells like alfalfa hay down there. So if Art gets that bow constrictor, <laughs> the fun will be pretty much nonstop. Hey, yeah, we could get a bunch of hamsters and set them <laughs> loose and then watch as the boa constrictor slowly hunts them down. I know. And then we could both dress up like J-Lo in the Anacondas movies. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Actually, I, one more general housekeeping thing. <laughs> anacondas. I love that movie. There's multiple anacondas. Oh, okay? my God. Uh, one more general housekeeping thing that um, Bunker oh, made sure right. that we mentioned. Um, he's got some magazine subscriptions that are about to expire. Oh. And because he's oh, been of traveling. Course. I almost forgot. How could I? Yeah, he hasn't had a chance to renew them. So I just want to go <laughs> over them with you and just get like a verbal yay or nay on if you want to okay. continue your subscription to these magazines. Okay, you ready? Okay. All right. Well, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Do we both have to agree? or just It would be nice if you both I'll agreed. Do. All right, well, okay. it's going to be tough. Well, yeah, we have a lot of differing opinions. All right, magazines. here we go. Uh, gun nut. I mean, yay. Okay. Yay. Fork collector. Ah, yay. Easy, yay. Snake enthusiast. <laughs> yay. yay. Yeah, we're going to get that. All right. Uh, buy Beanie Baby <clears throat> bi-weekly, the bi-weekly magazine for bisexual Beanie Baby enthusiasts and their bisexual Beanie Baby counterparts. Yay. I mean, yeah. I mean, we need, well, we, that's got good articles. We, we wouldn't, how would we understand that market if we don't get that magazine? <laughs> oh, we still got, I mean, hey, I got a college for Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. And uh, try monthly thighs anonymous, which speaks for itself. Yay. Yeah. Yay. All right. I yeah. will, uh, I'll get those subscriptions. I got a stack of try monthly thighs anonymous. Right. Good toilet reading. Open voice toilet. Open voice. <laughs> open voice. <laughs> Open voice toilet. The open voice toilet. <laughs> the open voice toilet. <laughs>
Oh my goodness. All right. Well, great. That's, uh, I mean, we have many, many more, but I don't think we want to take it. I don't think we want to take up five and a half hours of your listeners' time. So we can just email the rest. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think we have a lot to work on here, frankly. Boy, I didn't even, uh, I guess, geez, you guys are really making me do some introspection. Yeah. Yeah. You clearly haven't been thinking much about it. Yeah. I guess, Andy, I guess you got to put work into a podcast. I mean, we were thought? we were getting by on looks, and I guess <laughs> yeah. we actually have to focus on the content. I know. I mean, we have faces for the radio for a reason. I mean, yeah, and that's voices why. for the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. and then before I forget, um, this is on a personal note. Um, from you, from me, from Ian. In the episode okay. "The Lindbergh Baby" at timestamp thirty-five forty-eight. Um, you referenced that the child's head was crushed and there was a hole in the skull. And at that <laughs> yeah. moment, Art sniffed, which is kind of like a snort, like you were laughing. Okay? <laughs> so who's the minute. monster now? Okay? Who likes Wait baby kidnapping minute. now, Art? <laughs> wow. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to turn this into some kind of sniff or snort scandal. That's the last thing I fucking want is The rumor mills are swirling. Swirling with who really oh, likes baby kids. Jesus Christ. I better lawyer up, hit the gym, and fucking Yeah, Facebook. well, the message boards uh, suggest you do that. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ, Andy. I got a scandal on my hands. Jeez. The this is we were starting to clean up this podcast. I know. Season three, the sniffer snort. <laughs> the sniffer snort conspiracy. Dear, dear go. God. There's an episode for us. Well, I mean, Hamilton's, Jesus Christ. Uh, I didn't see. I didn't foresee myself saying this, but hey, uh, thank you. Jeez, uh, I mean, you guys fucking broke us down and left us there to rot in a gutter, and then um, and know. then left you there. Well, we either yeah. love you both. You know, wow, we wow. eat you, we pray wow. for you, we love on you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, good lord, that's the cycle. Yeah. Um. This is truly, I mean, bunk bunkers. Let us know what you think about some of these changes that are imminent. Imminent. Uh, I mean, Andy and I have a lot of work to do, so you know, we got to start building those hamster tunnels. <laughs> oh Jesus, they're from IKEA too. I can't figure out the fucking instructions. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're very social animals, and they're nocturnal, so you're gonna hear them whizzing around at night mostly. So you better change your sleep schedules oh, too. That's good. Oh, that's um, okay. I had a big problem with night whizzing for a long time, so I should be pretty good with helping them out. I didn't go to a lot of sleepovers. Oh. I'm just joking. I didn't. I never pissed the bed. It's and if just, I did, I'd own up to it. He's just joking. He didn't. He didn't go to a lot of sleepovers, but it was for a lot yeah, of different reasons. It was other reasons, not for putting the bed. It sounded like he said putting the bed. It's because I didn't have friends. It was because I was eating a lot of pudding in bed. Yeah, that's true. I would go up to my friends' moms and be like, "You got to get me a fucking pudding." <laughs> Um, Hamilton's, this is, oh, I mean, oh my God, is, shut up, shut up, shut up. We forgot the most oh, okay. important note of all, oh. which is something oh, we really oh, strongly Jesus. want you to consider. Okay. Does oh, wow. Andy still have to be a dad? Because it really depresses the research shows. Mm-hmm. It really depresses the <laughs> listeners to know how neglected Andy's family is. And oh. honestly, too, because of the age bracket, you really just give off grandfather vibes, uh, more grandpappy yeah. vibes, to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. Because of my folksy homes, homespun ways and 
The fact that I only see my family once a fortnight. You're always <laughs> chewing on that piece of wheat. Yeah, I reckon that does make people un- unsatisfied. And, and how huh? silly of me to forget that note. It was so important. <laughs> he carved it into my arm with a knife. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Now that sounds like the bunker. We <laughs> yeah, that's so our how bunker. How silly of me to forget that, right? That's our Mr. B. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Yeah, I've talked to the lawyers, and I do still have to continue to be a dad. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll just not talk about my family more. That way people won't know that I'm neglecting them. Will that work? Uh, well, you're going to have to email with Mr. B on that. You know, we're just the messenger. Okay, I'll talk to him. I'll mm-hmm. talk to him. Yeah, we're all criticism and no solution. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he could adopt my family. Oh, season three, guys. Time to step it up. You know. Wow, Good Lord! Oh, just geez. as we stopped caring, I know. Fuck. Um, this has really been a truly like a real big Lord dump. I mean, <laughs> massive. Someone's um, just created on the, the spot. Now you have to deal with it. We can just yeah. we can just go back into the yeah. the dark. Wow. Yeah. We'll have to explore this. We'll explore this, I guess, in the coming weeks. Um, yeah. I what mean, we're doing to improve the show. Yeah, we'll have to show some improvement, I mm-hmm. guess, or yeah. the Flatwoods Monster is going to take our position on the open face right. toilet. There's there's some talk of a pairing up of uh, the Flatwoods Monster and Ralph Macchio, who is <laughs> who has a lot more success now with Cobra Kai. So Reboot. Yeah, wow. Very popular these days. And I'm not unconvinced that Cobra Kai isn't a cryptid either. Is it I'm not even really sure what that is. I just know about is it. Is it a Cobra? Is it a Kai? <laughs> Time to find out. Um, well, I mean, excellent segue here, Hamilton's, to today's topic, which is another cryptid that could or could not replace us one day because I guess we're lazy fucks who don't give a fuck. <laughs> Since when? Well, yeah. I mean, we don't have enough pets. Um. <laughs> That really is what I pulled away too from that whole spiel, Andy. Is that we don't have enough pets. People want to see the more pets in the bunker. Jeez. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine. We'll turn it into a petting <laughs> zoo. All right. Fine. I'm kind of a shitter, I guess. Is a heavy also. petting, heavy petting zoo. zoo. A wet blanket. Yeah. Heavy petting zoo. Yeah. Heavy petting zoo. Well, speaking of heavy petting zoos, I mean, we really got to get to today's topic where I think, uh, listeners, you're really going to be doing some having petting of your mind tummies. Andy just pulled something <laughs> off his foot. What the fuck is that? Is that a worm? It's a string. Oh, from it looks my like a worm. <laughs> Andy just pulled a mealworm out of his sock. Disgusting. Jesus. Little snack. I'm getting a little... Maybe we do need to clean things up around here. I'm getting a touch hungry. <laughs> well, speaking of getting a touch hungry, we're going to talk about Wendigos, which are a cryptid. Uh, might be some cannibalism going on. Well, when them. they say Wendigo and gets tough, the tough gets going. Uh, oh, bye, guys. I got to uh, go. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Natalie, we were really hoping you would stick around. Oh, fine. You've convinced me. I'll stay. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Thank well, you. we're all going to Wendigo uh, to uh, learn about Wendigos here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. Uh, Bunk Funkers, uh, gee, we got a beauty of an episode for you today, eh? 
Uh, so grab a 2-4 emulsions, pop a few Timbits, and settle into your Chesterfield as we get out in a boat to the USA's neighbor to the north, Canada. But that's a big journey, eh? So we gotta get some real hosers to help us along. That's why we invited our friends and a married couple, <laughs> Ian and Natalie, to help dig into the legend of the Wendigo. Thanks for having us again. Hey guys, happy to be here. Let's be honest though. Clearly you're trying to do some type of Canadian accent, even though it's pretty hackneyed. Uh, you're also doing that accent in the context of talking about a creature or spirit from the mythology of Native American and First Nation peoples. So really you're misrepresenting the topic today, all to make a joke that isn't even funny to begin with. Um well, Ian's I, got a point. Andy is an insensitive hack and another key piece of his lore, actually, that uh, we need to explore more of. <laughs> Speaking of lore, how about these Wendigos, huh? You're right, Art. Wendigos are a fascinating piece of Native American mythology. But are they more than just a myth? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I don't even really know what a Wendigo is. Are they anything like my old Winnebago? Oh, man. Me and my third wife, Wanda, and our four kids, all hers from her previous two marriages, two kids for each ex-husband. We all used to pile into that old Winnebago, and we've drive down to Biloxi for the summers. It's the worst time of year to visit Mississippi, but we did it every year. I wouldn't pay for a hotel room, uh, so we just slept in the Winnebago in the casino parking lot. I'd spend like, I don't know, about 14 hours a day in the casino, mostly overnight, while my family slept and tried to shoo away debt collectors and the mafia who were looking for me. Wanda and the older kids used to get part-time jobs working local carnivals, you know, fairs, festivals, what have you, to pay off my gambling losses, <laughs> which were considerable, let me tell you what. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Uh, maybe that's like a Wendigo in some way. I, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack in that story. I feel like we should just move on from that story altogether. I don't think it's a good idea to engage with any of the information shared in that tale. I really don't. Now, as we already said, Wendigos are creatures or evil spirits from Native American folklore. There are many different Wendigo traditions, which we'll get into. But Wendigos generally are all-consuming monsters. In some cases... Wendigos can possess human beings and make the person commit greedy deeds, dunder cheap, and possibly even turn the person into a cannibal. So, yeah, pretty much exactly like my old Winnebago, huh? <laughs> Wendigos are a part of the mythology of an array of Algonquin peoples, that is, people speaking languages in the Algonquin language family. These people inhabited lots of places throughout northern North America, from the East Coast to the Great Lakes region and beyond. Algonquin people are a mix of lots of different cultures and different nations, including the Ojibwa, the Cree, and the Innu. Now, Ian mentioned uh, that there are lots of different Wendigo traditions across these diverse people, and that's true. Something they all have in common is the idea that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural entity. Uh, it's not totally clear if Wendigos are living creatures, if they're undead, or if they're spiritual beings, but possibly they're a little bit of all three. Wendigos are generally associated with winter and coldness, the north, and famine and starvation. The Wendigo would have been a great character for Game of Thrones, huh? 
I mean, why not throw a Wendigo in there since nobody involved in the story for the show gave a fuck what happened in season eight anyway? Oh, boy. I mean, sure, Wendigos might as well be part of the lore of Westeros now. Why not? I mean, Native American folklore wasn't a part of the story up to this point, but it's season eight, baby! Who gives a shit anymore? Shoot the whole episode without lights and nobody will know what the fuck's going on anyway. (laughs) Yeah, baby, yeah! Wow. You really are intent on stealing this piece of Algonquin mythology and completely misappropriating it, aren't you? Okay. (laughs) All right, Ian. It's a fair point. And also, I liked the episode that was all in the dark. Okay, I'm going to swallow that. <laughs> you swallow that. I I should stop trying to insert the Wendigo into modern culture before we fully grasped its meaning to the people who originated the story. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is is Andy learning a lesson? Is like like is he humbling himself right now? What the fuck is going on? Our arch nemesis, Ian Hamilton, Thank you. Pointed out my flaws so succinctly that I had no choice but to recognize his insight. Now let's learn about the Wendigo, huh? Great idea for once. Okay. Boo. The reason that Wendigos are associated with winter is because Algonquin people inhabited areas of North America where winters can be especially harsh. Harsh winters can lead to low supplies, which can lead to hunger, which can lead to people to do unspeakable things, which we will speak about now. Here's how the Mohawk Nation News describes the Wendigo. The Wendigo is sick because it's cut off from its roots. It's a ghost with a heart of ice. It eats everything in sight. Its hunger knows no bounds. When there is nothing left to eat, it starves to death. When it sees something, it wants to own it. No one else can have anything. This illness feeds on a spiritual void. Now, that describes the Wendigo's personality, if you will. Uh, For a description of what the Wendigo looks like, we will turn to Basil H. Johnston. Whoops. Oh, that's a typo. Oh, there's a typo. Oh, for finally, Art isn't mispronouncing a name. It was a typo and you still mispronounced it. And I did it on purpose to call it out. We're going to turn to Basil H. Johnston. Now, Johnston was a member of the uh, Ojibwe First Nations Band, the uh, Chippewas of Nawash Unseated First Nation. Uh, Johnston was a teacher and a writer writing in both English and Ojibwa. Now, about the Wendigo, Johnston writes this, quote, The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin. Its complexion, the ash gray of death, its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton, recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean, and suffering from separation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, that really paints a picture. <laughs> I am totally picturing what the Wendigo looks like now. Kind of looks like Art when he first wakes up in the morning, before he's had his coffee. Enema. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your butt. <laughs> That's right, bunkfuckers. We will sing that, to- that, that tune. We will sing that every time a coffee enema is referenced. 
That's the Andean art guarantee. <laughs> Wendigos are also said to have some unique characteristics, abilities, and powers. For instance, Wendigos may emit screeching sounds. Wendigos have also been said to run across the treetops and possess stealth powers. The Wendigo is an apex hunter, having expert knowledge of the entirety of its territory. One of the Wendigo's trickiest skills is imitating human voices. The Wendigo lures people into the wilderness to isolate them, where the Wendigo can then feast on the victim. Wendigos are also described as being preceded by snowstorms. In some versions, Wendigos can control the weather by using dark magic. As has already been alluded to, Wendigos are accompanied by a kind of smelly smell. A smelly smell that smells smelly. What? Anchovies. Sorry, I mean andychovies. <laughs> Sorry, I just mean Andy. Yeah, okay, Ian. I get it. I know I smell like rotting flesh, and yes, my diet is at minimum 30% anchovies directly from the tin. What's your friggin' point? Oh, I see. The Wendigo shares a lot of characteristics with Andy, mainly smelling bad, screeching, and using its voice to isolate people from polite society. Mm, That makes sense. Wendigos are described as giant creatures, much larger than humans, in the lore of some peoples. Even if they start big, it's generally accepted that whenever a Wendigo eats a person, the Wendigo grows at a rate equal to the meal just eaten. This keeps the creature from ever really achieving belt-popping fullness. This damn thing is always hungry. Mm. You're right, Nat. That does sound like Andy. In case anybody is wondering why I'm only 12 inches long and I'm dripping with grease, it's because I ate a foot-long chili cheese dog a little bit ago. Man, oh man, I could go for another right about now. Wow, the Wendigo is like the perfect blend of Art and Andy. (laughs) Well, hey, maybe we are Wendigos. Because, you know, in some traditions, human beings could become Wendigos. Now, there's some variation across different cultures about how humans become Wendigos. In some versions, if a person became consumed with greed, they might turn into a Wendigo. In other versions, a person could become a Wendigo by engaging in cannibalism. According to Agonkian legends, eating human flesh basically turns you into a superhero. Uh, you get better hearing, you get super speed, you get super strength. Sounds like a great deal, right? Well, clearly you haven't been paying attention because you can't stop at one. You want to eat another human. Ten humans later. So I says, yeah, you want that money? Come and find it. Because I don't know where it is, you baloney. You make me one a wretch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I think what Andy was trying to get at is that the legends say that feeding on your own people day after day, never able to satisfy your craving, it eventually takes a toll on your body, which begins to decay. Now, aside from these ways, you can also be turned into a Wendigo if a shaman curses you, or if you have a dream about a Wendigo. Even if it's a sex dream? Yeah, Natalie, I'm afraid so. Ah, come on. Give me a break. That's bullshit. I'm just happy to hear she's having them, too. (laughs) I do what I can. Sorry. I'm sorry, okay? You too. But those are the rules. Okay? 
I didn't write them. Humans can also be turned into Wendigos if they are in contact with Wendigos for too long. So now I have to stop hanging out with my Wendigo bros? You can't do anything. Every damn thing turns you into Wendigo. What the fuck? But there are good reasons for these things being associated with turning people into Wendigos. These stories helped encourage cooperation and moderation. In Algonquin cultures, the appropriate way to face famine and starvation was with resignation and preparedness for death. Mm -hmm. If a member of the tribe engaged in cannibalism to counter starvation, that member would become isolated and likely forced into the forest, much like Andy's member. Am I right? (laughs) That's true. That's right. In the legends, the person would then become a Wendigo, twisted by their craving for human flesh. Just like art. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, got a point. You're You're hitting the nail on the head here. The legend helps reinforce what's considered an unacceptable response to difficult circumstances, while also reinforcing the consequences for such actions. That's right, Ian. It's also true that Wendigos existed in folklore as a creature or spirit, but Wendigos also existed as a concept. Traditionally, there are three symbolic interpretations of the Wendigo. Uh, as the incarnation of winter. Duh. As the embodiment of hunger. Toi, as the personification or monstrification of selfishness. Or monster-in-law. Oh, <laughs> everyone has J-Lo that DVD. Of the night. Okay. Speaking of J-Lo, huh? Oh, yeah. The Wendigo concept can be applied to any person or any idea that exhibits excessive greed and consumption. Mm-hmm. Wendigos are an expression of those dark aspects of humanity whereby people put self-aggrandizement... Self-aggrandizement? Yeah, where grand, people... self-aggrandizement. <laughs> Who the fuck uses words like that? Jeez. That's such a good word. <laughs> self-aggrandizement. Sorry, I had to That's take great. a minute there with that one. <clears throat> Sound it out. Whereby people put self-aggrandizement ahead of regard for the lives of others. Individuals may be considered to be Wendigos when they fall out of harmony with their community and or the world around them. This leads them to be cut off from their communities, left to the wilderness, if you will. Now, according to Professor Chris Shedler of Central Washington University, the Wendigo represents, quote, consuming forms of exclusion and assimilation through which groups dominate other groups, end quote. So the Wendigo could actually, you know, kind of represent my flag football team, which exclusively uses disposable, non-biodegradable, single-use flags and also gets beat by almost every other team in the league but is also picky about who plays for us, so we never have anyone new join the team. And when I say team, I mean it's mostly just me with a you know bunch of flags interrupting other people's fun to show them cubing videos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. But hey, the window Wendigo could also represent colonialism. Oh, too right you are, Art, about all of that. <laughs> Some anthropologists uh, now suggest that the concept of the Wendigo only really began to develop after native peoples made contact with European settlers. Consider this. The Wendigo is usually described as a pale monster that can never get enough of anything and never knows when to stop. The Wendigo can't consume just one person. It's constantly searching for new victims. So while the Wendigo continues to function as an anti-greed fable, many native peoples now associate the Wendigo more with colonialism and capitalism than the traditional association with winter. We've talked about Wendigos in the context of folklore and mythology. We've talked about the traits of the Wendigo. We've talked about it symbolically. 
Is the Wendigo just a storytelling device used to warn against the dangers of self-centered greed and the harshness of winter? Or are these stories based on creatures in our actual world, like Andy? Frankly, the evidence of real-life Wendigos is scarce. Most sightings of Wendigos occurred between the 1800s and 1920s, with not many sightings reported since then. In 2019, an experienced hunter by the name of Gino Mikas, what a good name, by the name of Gino Mikas was on the prowl for grouse in Ontario province in Canada. Gino brought his wife and their grandson to the woods with him on this hunting trip. While the family was still in the wild, more than 50 kilometers from the nearest town, they began to hear some screeching noises in the distance. Here's what Gino told Art's favorite news source, Vice. When it let out the first scream, I thought it was a moose, but my mind changed when it screamed again and again. I've heard many different animals in the wild, but nothing like this. Gino even took a video which captured the screams in the background. While Gino wasn't able to identify the source, many internet sleuths have speculated that the animal was a black bear, or maybe a wolf, or possibly a Sasquatch, or maybe uh, a fucking Wendigo. Oh, Jesus, what a scary story. Let's change the subject quick and talk about something that doesn't scare me at all. Psychosis. Now... There is a psychological condition known as Wendigo psychosis. And wait, wait, wait. Art, you're just going to s- diagnose the Wendigo now? From your armchair? Well, Ian, Natalie, as longtime bunk funkers know, I have a degree in psychology. <laughs> I just didn't know it went to uh, cryptozoology. Well, it makes me an expert on not only psychological matters, but also allowing me to armchair diagnose any person. And here's the kicker, living or dead. Bless you, Art. Or undead. I try my best. Like they say, they don't call me Mother Art Risa for nothing. <laughs> and they do call me that. The, wait, I'm gonna make why it do stick. people call you yeah. that? Mother for short. Yeah, they call me Mother. Mom. Ugly. Oh, <laughs> All right. The 10-3 vision of the International Statistical Classic- Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems classifies... Windigo, W-I-N-D-I-G-O, whereas it's uh, otherwise spelled, it's been spelled the entire time we've been saying it is W-E-N. That's either way is acceptable. Oh, well, apparently I'm being corrected on the fly. Um, anyway, Windigo as a culture-specific disorder, describing it as, quote, rare historic accounts of cannibalistic obsession. Symptoms include depression, homicidal or suicidal thoughts, and a delusional compulsive wish to eat human flesh. Some controversial new studies question the syndrome's legitimacy, claiming cases were actually a product of hostile accusations uh, invented to justify the victim's ostracize, ostracism or ex- execution. Circumcision. <laughs> it's pronounced circumcision. Yeah. Circumcision. End quote. Essentially, in some historical accounts where it was reported that a person was possessed by a Wendigo, the sufferer has been retroactively diagnosed with Wendigo psychosis. As the quote indicates, the phenomenon of Wendigo psychosis is debated. You see, reports indicate that the condition was localized entirely within northeastern American native tribes, and the condition was disappearing just as European or American anthropologists started to record cases of it. Some researchers think that these early anthropologists were somewhat naive and accepted stories related to Wendigo psychosis as fact 
without actually observing any sufferers. More modern anthropologists believe that people who were described as Wendigos likely suffered from a variety of mental problems, and that Wendigo psychosis was probably a catch-all term for any type of mental issue. Further, if cannibalism was involved in a crime, researchers assumed that it was due to cultural psychosis rather than being a part of a violent crime, which can be committed for any number of reasons, in any number of situations. Beyond all of this, maybe colonists or European settlers used accounts of Wendigo psychosis as a way to make native people seem more brutal or savage. Despite this criticism and doubt, other researchers cite some eyewitness accounts by Algonquin people and others as evidence that Wendigo psychosis was a real condition. J.E. Sandown, a missionary oblate, actually observed a person who is said to have had Wendigo psychosis. The sufferer, interestingly, did not have a desire to consume human flesh. They only wanted to kill strangers because they thought strangers would hurt them. So this sufferer surrounded themselves with family and avoided meeting new people so as to avoid the possibility of murdering them. So make of that account what you will. I only hang out with Natalie and uh, she's about ready to murder me. (laughs) We can all understand why. Yeah, we can. We've all been there. Another example of a case in which Wendigo psychosis was retroactively suggested is the case of Swift Runner. Swift Runner was a Plains Cree trapper from what is now Alberta province in Canada. It was the winter of 1878, and Swift Runner, his wife, and their six children were starving. Things became so bad that the couple's oldest son died. Then, in a Hollis Brown-esque turn of events, Swift Runner murdered his wife and their five remaining children. Swift Runner then ate their bodies. Making the situation even more tragic is the fact that, at the time of slayings, the family was only 25 miles away from a Hudson's Bay Company post, where they could have attained supplies. Eventually, Swift Runner confessed to the murders, claiming to be possessed by a Wendigo spirit. In the end, Swift Runner was executed at Fort Saskatchewan for his crimes. Due to the family's proximity to available supplies and that Swift Runner killed and ate all members of his family, some have speculated he had Wendigo psychosis. Wendigo psychosis is suspected because if if Swift Runner was only using cannibalism to survive the winter, he would not have killed his entire family. So beyond folklore and mental diagnoses, the Wendigo has also made its way into pop culture. Now, the Wendigo became a member of the Marvel comic book universe in 1973 when it appeared in The Incredible Hulk number 162. Marvel's Wendigo is a human who committed a cannibalistic act in the Canadian wilderness. Due to an ancient curse, the person turns into the Wendigo. The curse gives the Wendigo superpowers like strength enough to battle the Hulk, a body that generates less lactic acid, uh, powerful claws, and extreme durability. The Wendigo character looks kind of just like a really jacked, hairy man-beast. Another beefy, hairy, bipedal Wendigo makes an appearance in the DuckTales episode last Christmas. (laughs) And this Wendigo is horny. Oh, yeah. In that, it has horns. Uh, DuckTales Wendigos are, quote, poor souls turned into monsters by obsession and desperation, end quote. And in the case of this episode, it was a time-traveling spirit that was turned into a Wendigo. 
So I guess uh, cannibalism is a little bit too dark for DuckTales, huh? <laughs> just, Apparently so. Just a little bit. I mean, I did write a fanfic where Scrooge does eat Huey, Dewey, and Louie on a camping <laughs> trip, but, you know. But he's not a Wendigo. That's just Scrooge. He's not a Wendigo. He's just a duck. Yeah, it was like, you know, you have your... Chinese food for Christmas, you know. It's, it's they haven't just... picked that one up yet. They didn't pick it up. He reverts back into a real duck. <laughs> it's a big part of the story. He's not a cartoon anymore. But he does wear pants. Now, Art, you probably noticed that those depictions of Wendigos don't really match the description of Wendigos put forth by Native peoples. The non-Native take on the Wendigo really underscores how the beliefs and folklores of Indigenous peoples can be lifted for pop culture purposes, while overly simplifying the complexities of the original idea by removing important cultural context. (sighs) Duh. But don't just take my word for it. Here's what Brady DeSanti, a professor of religious studies at the University of Nebraska, says about the topic. The Wendigo of pop culture often gets most everything about the Wendigo wrong, including the depictions of Native Americans and First Nation communities. DeSanti believes this is related to Hollywood's penchant for seeing the Wendigo through the lens of other famous movie monsters. But modern-day cinema isn't solely responsible for these bastardized depictions of the Wendigo. When Europeans first made contact with Algonquin people and heard stories of the Wendigo, they immediately made comparisons to a famous European monster, the werewolf, also discussed on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast, a previous episode. Like and subscribe. Sharing of these (laughs) stories actually led to something of a cross-cultural monster exchange program. Well said, Ian. You know, I sure learned a lesson today about the importance of context when discussing cultures that are not your own. If we are truly to appreciate the belief systems and cultures of people different from us, we must be willing to understand the full context of those beliefs. Only by really trying to grasp the full picture, what some might call the the whole enchilada, can we truly do these stories justice. Wow. Um, it really does seem like you learned something today. I, I'm impressed. Oh, oh, fuck. That's my old Winnebago. And it's out for blood. God damn it. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. It sure is chilly outside, Art. Andy, where's your jacket? Art, did you hear me? The wind chill is 30 below. Andy, I think you have hypothermia. You know, Art, with the horrific chilly weather outside, the only thing that'll warm me up is listening to Andy and Art Debunked, available only on patreon.com slash mrbunkerpod. Are you seriously shilling our Patreon right now? Oh, Art. Laughing at the antics of Andy and Art is all the warmth I need. And for just $5 a month, I get access to all the episodes of the show, behind-the-scenes updates, 
sneak peeks at episodes, and I can chat with Andy and Art on the Bunker Discord. Andy, we need to get you to a hospital. We need to get me to patreon.com slash MrBunkerPod. So shilly. Oh, God. I'm shilled to the bone. Welcome back, Bunk Bunkers. That was our research Ooh. of the Wendigo. Wow. Wendigo. Oh, my goodness. Wake uh, me up before you Wendigo go. Don't eat my flesh and go, go. <laughs> Not your flesh. Uh, your family's flesh. Oh, my family's flesh. Please don't Friends, eat it. Friends, villagers. You know. you know, I don't know when to get into this, but. Uh, God. God. Why don't we? Why does mine work and yours doesn't? I don't know. Because you are so smug with it. Are we talking about our bits or our penises? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're what? I'm absolutely talking about my penis. <laughs> yeah. Yours works great. Classic blanket oh. statements here on the Wendigo. I mean, you guys heard about the Wendigo before? You guys know about Wendigos before this? Yeah. No, but the, the image of it does seem pretty... Um, I, I, it does seem familiar to me. Like It's like a tall... Skinny deer that's bones of a person. See, the yeah. antlers are actually a more modern uh, Western mm. edition. That's interesting. To the uh, to the Wendigo. Uh, there was like a movie that had a Wendigo in it. And the director did basically no research into the Wendigo. And so just thought that a pair of antlers would look cool on it based on some other thing. That's interesting. Wow, really? And that's like the image that's kind of stuck in modern... Uh, you know, like portrayals of the Wendigo. Yeah. But it's not authentic. Yeah. The the, oh, the yeah. modern Wendigo kind of looks like the Leshen from Witcher, uh, the Witcher 3. And I mean, the you're Witcher the only movie. one that watches the Witcher. Well, the Netflix show is fucking dog shit. <laughs> and I hope it burns in hell where it belongs. But the games and the books Ooh. are great. Don't get me started, Ian. Oh, boy. I'll fucking come at you like oh, a boy. Wendigo I'm and eat so your sorry. flesh off. He's tonked off. Where would you start, though? I would start with his cute little toes. Um, uh. <laughs> I guess it does look a little bit like the Lich in Adventure Time. It does. And it's those antlers. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I didn't know that, Andy's, because, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I uh, I used to. I don't think I've ever talked about this, but uh, it's because it's dumb. But <laughs> before this whole bunker saga started to happen to me, I was making uh, internet comics that I published on the internet under a pseudonym. And one of the last comics I ever did was a Christmas comic where uh, a little boy thinks that uh, he heard uh, a reindeer on the roof and then he comes downstairs and he sees like a shadow that looks like a reindeer with the antlers and shit. He's like, oh my God, Rudolph's in my house leaving me presents oh for God. Christmas. And it was a Wendigo. Oh, oh my and, God. Uh, and then I, you know, wow. there was this big thing with the Wendigo and he's like, blah, blah, blah. And then the joke at the end is like, he wants cookies. So uh, yeah, I used uh, I used the uh, reindeer version to make that wow. joke. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You know, good on you for uh, well, sullying the yeah. traditions of uh, Algonquian people. Well, listen, I did a lot of research, Andy. I Google image searched Wendigo. Yeah. You did so. Uh, like, you did the same you did. level of research as a lot of people, right? And I gotta say, like, you Google image search Wendigo, and most of them have antlers. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's very prominent. I mean, it's it's. I think it's a little more like you know. Obviously, I think the more natural version is like a crazed person with, who's like a hairy kind of beast or like a spirit, and it's like you know, it'd yeah, be like and a they're long arms and long legs, you know. Yeah, right, they're kind of like. Built like uh, Abraham Lincoln. So. Yeah. 
Mine did have. I also have very long arms. Yeah, they were more likely to have stovepipe hats than antlers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're more uh, likely to emancipate the slaves than have antlers. Now, I mean, here's the thing. Have we ever, have you ever had any uh, interactions with a Winnego? You ever had anybody try to eat your flesh? Um, No, and I used to live in Wisconsin. um, (laughs) So, no, surprisingly. No, no, I've avoided being in a cabin in winter for my entire life, so. Yeah, me too. I'm not really uh, like a winter camper Mm, per se. Well, I guess then, you know, obviously we we haven't had any uh, Wendigo experiences, but what about scary, scary camp experiences? I mean, uh, you know, Natalie, last time you were on the show, you shared a a very uh, a very fucked up story. Fucked up story <laughs> that uh, was scary and happened to you. I mean, you guys have any other stories where maybe you were out camping or out in the woods or the wilderness and something weird and scary kind of happened to you? I do. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we okay, go. Go ahead. It didn't happen to me. Okay. Um, but I was a Girl Scout and I was camping. Um, oh, what is that? I think it's called Camp jelly bean or something (laughs) it's like up in wisconsin anyway i went with my whole um girl scout troop and we were all sitting around the fire and we were like roasting marshmallows and stuff and then um my camp leader like was drinking out of this like red solo cup with ice in it and she was like chewing on the ice and all of a sudden she started freaking out because a june bug crawled into her cup and she was chewing on a june oh, good bug lord oh wow that's gross that's the scary story yeah it's horrifying i mean that is horrifying <laughs> i don't like june bugs i i have a worse one than that one time my mom was drinking a pepsi and there was a bee inside of it and it stung the inside of her oh. mouth well was she camping she wasn't camping. She was at my sister's soccer game. Okay. Wow. Was it Jellystone Park, Natalie? Yes, that's the what Flintstones it was. One. No, the Yogi Bear. The Yogi Bear one. Jellystone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. That's Don't it. Give a fuck. Oh, you can't stop trashing Hanna-Barbera. I love, love Hanna-Barbera so cartoons. Everybody knows that. I'm I'm loving these depictions of, of Wendigos, though, because it's like either skeleton deer person or Sasquatch with antlers. Yeah, there's a lot that are like kind of like big, buff, like hairy, Sasquatchy type of critters. But that doesn't even seem very, uh, you know, traditional. So theoretically, it would be one of these creatures. They convince you to eat your friends. Like I'm trying to figure out exactly could be. Uh, it also right. could eat I'm you. I'm like if what's it that? Also could eat you. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. traditions because there's you know these like Algonquian peoples just share a common uh, like language, but they're not mm-hmm. uh, of the same tribes or bands at all. So there's all these different splintered traditions for it. You know, like Art, you talked about there being. Wendigo in a lot of ways, but then it's also Windigo. Mm. There's like, I don't know, like 50 different words. And Winn-Dixie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That all mean the same thing, that all refer to the Wendigo. But there's, you know, there's so many different like versions of it. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, we we could kind of uh, take it at, I guess, at a 
In a cryptid sense, where does the Wendigo stack up? I mean, I kind of think it's pretty neat. It's pretty close to the Skinwalker Ranch, the, you know, like that Skinwalker. I think is pretty close as far as like the the creature itself. It has like supernatural sort of powers and that it's like really fast. It's really big. It's really scary. It's like otherworldly almost, but it is like a strange mixture of like two natural things like a human a deer a wolf yeah, you know yeah. like whatever it might be um just the fact that it has like it's like emaciated and cons- like constantly hungry is like really crazy too that is pretty creepy um and i think it's yeah. a good i think it's a good folklore tool as well i think you know that's like the oh you know you you sacrifice something to be selfish it's kind of that like winter motif you, you know, yeah. put the tribe first, essentially, is what I think. Right, the, put your community be ahead of yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, I think another thing that's, like, really crazy about it, too, is the fact that it, like, screeches. And, like, you think about all the things in the forest. Like, I used to live in Rhode Island, and um, if you were in, like, a wooded area at night, you would hear fisher cats, which have, like, the worst sounding screech. Yeah, they sound a little bit like this. Meow! I wish. No, it was like, it literally sounds like a woman is being murdered. Is that some sort of horrible? Yeah. If you, I've heard them, it's like so scary. Wait a minute. They're called cats? They're called Fisher cats. But they're birds. No, no, no. They're not birds. Well, Andy. They're like. Oh, it's like, uh, it's like a, like a rodent. Oh. It's, it's like, it's like a, the size of a badger maybe. And it kind of is, it looks like a cat. And um, they're not nice at all. They'll eat dogs. They'll like attack cats. Oh. They'll they'll like destroy farms because if like a fisher cat gets loose in your barn or something, like they'll fuck up. The they're place, they're basically. they're they're of the ferret variety, somewhat, right? Like that kind yeah, of vermin, like, like weasels. Yeah, yeah, they're like a bigger weasel yeah, kind of. Is. But um, those guys are I nasty mean, like, little vermins, man. There's a, they are. There's a and like Fisher cut in my neighborhood, and I always see that fat little fuck running around <laughs> trying to hide. Fucking weasel. It's crazy, though, because like the way that they sound is like horrifying and Jeez. could definitely sound like a few different things, like could be human. Oh so I kind of wonder if like there's if some of these people that are like on Reddit that are like, oh, I heard of uh, a Wendigo. I'm like, are you hearing an owl or a Fisher cat or. Like what's going on, you know? Because those screech, that screeching sound is horrifying. Jeez, jeez, these things aren't small either, huh? No, they're not. They got lots of teeth. They're like the size of a dog. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, and these things are wild. Yeah, they live in the woods. Jeez, these are kind of scary critters. Mm Mm-hmm. And we know those are real. Yeah. Yeah. Think about what we don't know is real. Mm-hmm. Boy, all, the, all this time worrying about the Wendigo, and shouldn't we be more focused on global warming, guys? <laughs> wow. Is that really more of a threat than a couple people eating each other in the woods? That's true. There won't be any more winters. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh no. Global warming is going to put the Wendigo uh, out of business. Uh, make it extinct. Yeah, the Wendigo is yeah. going to have to look for work somewhere else. It's going to have to get like a... Uh, like a straw hat, you know, and some a boogie board and some Hawaiian shirts and stuff. 
relocate. Now that's the Wendigo. I'm waiting for that movie. Uh, Wendigo goes to Wendigo, <laughs> Wendigo summer vacation film where the Wendigo goes to Hawaii. Wendigo's to the beach. Endless. And the part Endless. the part when he's down on his luck, he's like living under a highway. They've all migrated to sort of the warmer places. You, you guys, you, know. you guys are saying that, but you, I guess you never all, all saw all those B movies that they made, uh, where they took all the like Ernest goes to the whatever movies, and it was just Wendigos, like Wendigos, Wendigos to prison, Wendigos to prison, <laughs> Wendigos to the beach, Wendigos no, to space. Was... You guys never saw those? No. It's about this. Wendigos. No. Oh, so I guess in space, no one can hear you scream, but you can hear the Wendigo That's scream. Right. Yeah, it's screeches don't need air to travel. Great movies. Yeah, all those astronauts on the space station, uh, you know, ate each other. And uh, <laughs> turns out the Wendigos went to space. Turns out them boys went astro nuts. <laughs> <laughs> when they ate each other, though, were they in powdered packet form? Oh, yeah, they were powdered packet for sure. <laughs> yeah, it tasted just like <laughs> They tang. were freeze dried. You just pop oh, them yeah. outside the spaceship for a minute and they're frozen dried. And then you just. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Lord. Um, So uh, the Wendigo is obviously kind of a metaphor for maybe a very toxic person, wouldn't you say? Like somebody's a little self-centered. Like this, this, uh, this guy who's supposedly a Swift runner, who apparently supposedly ate his whole family Mm -hmm. when he did not need to. Um, You know, that's 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 a little self-centered, wouldn't you say? So I thought it would be neat. Well, well, yes, Ian. Oh, I was going to say, I, I mean, I wonder, are there any stories of, there's stories of people eating each other, but are there stories of like an actual Wendigo coming in and eating them? Or is it the Wendigo is going to convince Natalie to eat meat? Yeah, the uh, the evidence on like real true Wendigo like sightings or stuff, it's more like people being, people disappearing. You know, and it's like, yeah, oh, like, Wendigo did not, that. How come mm. we're not hearing from the people that the Wendigos ate? Yeah, you yeah know? where are their stories? I'd like, yeah, where are those people? <laughs> well, you know, legend has it that uh, if you get turned into a Wendigo, you might live at the heart of the Wendigo, frozen in ice, until somebody kills the Wendigo and breaks you free, and then you can return your life as normal, maybe. Ooh, that's scary as hell. Like Tuck Everlasting. Yeah, you go into stasis, you can live forever. So I guess uh, Wendigos are like uh, advanced extraterrestrial suits um, (laughs) and people are being put into cryogenic chambers inside the Wendigo to help the ETs further their research into humanity's uh, genetics. That's that's wait, just what wait, you wait. need is the ancient aliens crew coming yeah. in and being like, yeah, Wendigos, them's ancient aliens, though. They're, <laughs> They're modern ancient aliens. They're modern, modern ancient aliens. This, this Wendigo is a little bit of a toxic person, so I thought it'd be fun if maybe we uh, talk about how we all deal with toxic people. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, t- I tell them, get your here. hand off my crotch. <laughs> toxic people. Uh, well, you know, what I find works best, uh, if you're having problems with somebody who's giving you grief. Yeah. Uh, a little advice column. Yeah. Is, uh, this is a toxic person. Maybe this is a toxic person in your life, toxic person in your workplace who's self-centered, cannibalistic. Yeah. Uh, just constantly <laughs> consuming and never giving back. Andy, how do we deal with these people? Well, let me tell you. First things first, don't make the same mistakes I did. Don't moisturize your skin with pure olive oil because that only makes you more attractive <laughs> to cannibals. Uh, <laughs> you like to lounge yourself out with a plate of like 
surrounded by a medley of vegetables and such and you you've just been kind of basting yourself all you day yeah i have yourself. a kiddie pool full of oil at home and i like to wallow <laughs> around in it uh while my family watches me uh they're not allowed to participate but i let them watch sounds like you're scrumptiously inducing wendigo psychosis into those around well, you you know i mean if people find my body delectable that's between them and god a lot of people have described you as a turtle that lost its shell yeah yeah, <laughs> but you know, turtle's delicious with a little oil and chili flake, and that's what I've got in that kiddie pool. Sprinkle of salt, Turtles. and I'm great in a soup. <laughs> well, so I guess wonderful. my advice is, uh, you know, don't engage with anybody at any point for any reason. Great. Well, we live in Texas now, so our solution to uh, toxic people is buy a gun, there you oh, go. Okay. wave it around. Ooh, okay. That's a good solution. Just shoot it up in the air on holidays. I like that. And make everybody around you think. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a firework? I tell you, say brandish. (laughs) You're a firearm. What a good gun you could be. But my life, my love, and my lady's a Wendigo. I thought you were going to say my Wendigo is the sea. Oh, well. It came at me pretty it's, fast. Well, bugfuckers, please put that advice into play. Um, you know, yeah, please brandish a weapon at any no, do not. <laughs> we do not I do, endorse that. I do have uh, an old boss of mine, going back to uh, scary camp stories, oh, okay. who grew up in, uh, in the Seattle area in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And he actually, it was the podcast I was producing last year. And we would have done a second ah. season if it wasn't for the pandemic. Uh, it's called Stripped, but he uh, talked about how he went, can- he was, I don't know, boys in the Boy Scouts. He was like 13 and uh, him and his bunk mate heard a Sasquatch or his tent mate. They were camping right uh, near, like on a beach on an island. And they said it smelled really bad. Mm. Andy, were you uh, around the Seattle area in the 70s? Checking out campsites? Yeah, I was doing a lot of uh, loitering outside of tents at the time and campers sleeping places. A big reason why a lot of stores put up no loitering signs nowadays is actually because of you in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, I was doing a lot of loitering back then. You know, I wasn't really up to anything, just kind of hanging around, looking at people, seeing what they were doing. Also, the no shirt, no shoes, no service is in direct correlation with Andy's habits. That's true, that's true. I did not like to wear shoes, and I lost my shirt. (laughs) At the time, I only had one shirt, and I lost it. Yeah, Andy, you should buy a shirt. It's been years. I put it in the dryer and the damn thing hasn't come out yet. I mean, it's got to be in there, right? You're supposed to go get it out of there. (laughs) Wait, what? Please get into the dryer. (laughs) Um, It doesn't just go into the dryer, dried, and then into your... Well, agree to disagree here, Ian. Into the dryer, (laughs) into the dryer, into the dryer. Into the woods. Okay. Uh, here we go. So, oh, you uh, Bernadette Peters? I'm Bernadette. I'm burning it all down, baby. <laughs> He's milky white. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm very pale. Providence, my milky white. Oh, my God. Have you guys watched the version of that, like the PBS musical, like taped Into from the woods? stage? Oh, they made me the watch it a hundred times. The big old wolf dong hanging out. Wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You guys about? haven't seen that? They got a wolf dong on PBS? <laughs> 
Fucking sign me up. <laughs> All right, shit. well, maybe I will become a subscriber. What the fuck? I got Google alerts out for big old wolf dong, and I ain't searched shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I never supported public broadcasting before, but if they got wolf dicks on there, then hell yeah, yeah. sign me up. Yeah, you get all my fucking money you want, PBS. $10,000 a month. Shit, give me a tote bag and a fucking hat. As long as you said stuff it with pictures of wolf dong. <laughs> God damn. Hey, it's me, wolf dong. You know, yeah. wolf and dong 3D. Great game. Yeah, second cousin wolf blitzer and uh, <laughs> slightly related to dick wolf as well. <laughs> wolf dong is dick wolf's pseudonym. Wolf dong. Oh my All right, we milked that bit. <laughs> Just like we milked the wolf dong. <laughs> Natalie, what about this uh, wolf dong? Oh, it's just, uh, you know, from Into the Woods, there was a PBS, uh, a PBS staged musical that they like filmed. And then ah. my friend's family, like, I don't know, they taped it off of the TV and she and I would watch it all the time when we were like 15 and. We were like, oh, my God, there's the wolf dick, you know. <laughs> so they had like a big old cod piece for the uh, Big Bad Wolf. It's a it's a penis. Oh, it's a legitimate penis. Yeah. Oh, geez. it's I mean, it's not like a human penis that they penis. dressed up like a wolf. You know, it's like the uh, wolf penis, like the wolf is standing uh, bipedally uh, and uh, there's like the. The wolf chest, and then it just goes. He's and, wearing like a jacket too. Yeah, he's wearing a jacket uh, and no pants because the wolf penis is there. And pull it up. All right. Um. Oh, oh there it, it is. Up. I'll put it away. Okay. Uh, listeners, have you any of you ever seen this PBS wolf penis? Uh, that is a really large penis. <laughs> I know. It's distracting. You know why they cut it out of the Disney? Good Lord in heaven! Look at that fucking wolf dog. <laughs> That's why we watched it all the time. Probably we were like 15. We were like, oh, my God, that was your sexual awakening. I don't know. I mean, it does make sense. I'm with Ian, though. Oh, Uh, Ian's got a wolf. He's got a big old wolf dong. (laughs) Yeah, I just drew it on there with a Sharpie. He got me. (laughs) Yeah, well, that Google search brought me to actual furries showing off human penises. So (laughs) thanks for that, Natalie. (laughs) Oh, like you haven't been down that road before. Well, I mean, yeah, that came out of my browsing history. It's been tabbed on your computer for a while. Yeah, yeah, that tab's been open for a few months. (laughs) I don't want to lose the link. Have you guys listened to that Wendigo screech at all? The video, the Genomicus video? Is that the one we watched? No, we I found it on uh, I found it on Reddit. It's by Chris Rock. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, Chris underscore rocks. If uh, thirty five. Yeah, but there's uh, there's an actual Wendigo scream here, guys. Oh, oh goodness! You, you want to hear it? it? We can play it through the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't. I didn't hear, hear this. Um, all right, all right. Let me get situated. All right. All right. Here I go. Right, so this person says, uh, my friend recorded uh, the Wendigo's temper tantrum. Temper tantrum. Temper tantrum. Temper tantrum. <laughs> what is this? Also spelled Wendigo. But regardless, me and my friend are safe. We left this morning because we were all worried for my goddaughter. All right, here we go. Oh. Goodness. Oh. 
Oh, and oh, then it says, it. this is the sound of it getting really close to the house and into the garbage cans. Wow. You know what that video makes me think of, though? What does a giraffe sound like? <laughs> <laughs> what does giraffe sound like? What does a giraffe sound like? I don't know. They uh they actually they have weird uh noises. <clears throat> they uh I think they make uh like weird uh neighing sounds. Like, yeah, like, they definitely like hit each other with each other's necks. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that that uh sound does make me think the Wendigo has a long neck, you know, like it's very Hey, how does that, Natalie, how does Lanky. that compare to the Fisher Cat? Oh, I'll pull up a Fisher Cat. And how does it compare to the Fisher Price Cat? Because I'm thinking about <laughs> buying that. How does it compare to the Fisher Price uh, Mr. Potato? Art's cat. finally going to learn his numbers. Yeah, yeah, it's about time. I get uh, up to three and I get real fucking confused. Man, if I was outside and I heard something like that, I'd probably poop my pants. I'd shit my fucking pants and I'd run away. Right. I, I gotta say, I'm helpless against the element elements or anything natural. Helpless against Elmo. You know. All right, here's oh, okay. here's the Fisher Cat. Here, let's sound. hear the Fisher Cat. Here's the Fisher Cat. It's gonna be an ad. Jeez. Yeah, that's kind of horrible. But it's not the same. No, it's different. No, it's, it's definitely different than the the Wendigo scream. But it's but they're both unpleasant. Yeah, I don't like either yeah. of those sounds. You know, growing up in the city as we all did, except for Andy. Um, you know, uh, but we all live in the city now. Uh, we all live in cities. We're city people. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we've we've talked about it before how the city desensitizes you to uh, just everything. Yeah. Oh, or it's true. ultra it ultra sensitizes you to natural stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, you know, maybe if you'd heard that you're walking down the street home, walking of you know, late at night. I'd you probably walk hear, a little faster. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like <laughs> Yeah. If you, I mean, if one you, of the reasons why we left New York was because someone uh Fisher used cats. to break apart air conditioners with a golf club outside of our apartment at 7 a.m. every day. Oh. We were just fucking done with that. Yeah, and that's quite a sound. That's quite a ruckus. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. That is very New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Always air conditioners? That's old New York, baby. If you don't got a guy fucking busting open an air conditioner <laughs> with a golf club at 7 in the morning when you're trying to get a fucking bagel, an egg in the, from the fucking bodega, I mean, fuck, dude. It hey, wasn't no always York. air conditioners, but in the summer, it was like uh, there were a lot of old air conditioners being thrown. So out, many. So. I mean, he, he, then they didn't mention that they live right next to the old air conditioner factory. <laughs> Tony oh, Gelato's air conditioning. Tony Gelato's. You think he would have gone into a different line of work? <laughs> no, but he went into air conditioners. And then his brother, <laughs> Joey Air Conditioners. <laughs> Open the gelato shop. They have different yeah, last little, names. They have brothers. Little scoop shop. No problem. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they were just, like, stripping the aluminum. So maybe that's what the Wendigo is doing. It's so caught up in its greed to strip aluminum oh, from wow. air conditioners. <laughs> maybe that's why it went after those trash cans. Wow. They were made of aluminum. 
Yeah, he was like, oh, this is worth like $5 each probably. <laughs> it's very good stuff right here. And they're just putting garbage in it. What a waste. <laughs> um, Well, I mean, you know, uh, d- is there any other topics related to the Wendigo that um, maybe well, you guys want to well, discuss? Or? I mean, here's my, my thing about... I'm going to shit all over your research now because I didn't do any actual research of my own. So I can, I'm just going off of yours. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Uh, So I'm probably going to shit on it. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I haven't decided yet. Just go ahead. But right. Like what kind of, so it seems like we have a lot of folklore, right? Native folklore. Mm -hmm. And then there's like two cases of people trying to uh, diagnose what do you call it? Wendigo psychosis. Yeah. But there's nobody being like, I found a skull or I found a footprint. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Ian. You know, and uh, I don't know. So that's, a, that's what makes me be like, I still don't exactly get what this is outside of people just going crazy when they're in the, when it's just winter time and they're surrounded by nothing. These are brutal times. Uh, these are the 1800s we're talking about here. And uh, right, very frontier, very yeah. frontier. And, you know, Donner Party that brings up images of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just being stuck. I mean, you know, I don't think it would take Andy very long to eat somebody. But I think for the rest of us, I'm thinking about eating art. Right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> he is salivating looking at me. He has some Lowry's seasoning salt, and he's fucking shaking it. He's I always carry a canister with me, just in case. <laughs> um, you know, the craving strikes. It's it's one of these things where it's like, Jesus Christ, what, uh, what, how what? dire do things have to get before you start fucking eating people? That's and a good question. What's you your point? I don't know, man. I mean, modern day, you got to think that like someone's gonna find you. And plus, we kind of know we have I feel like we have a little bit more knowledge now. Like we know like, okay, you can live a while without food. I mean, at least a week. Yeah. Or more. You could probably go at least a couple weeks even. Yeah. And, you you know, you let's say you're in a Donner Party situation snowed in. So you have water. Um, You know, I mean, I feel like just with modern technology and stuff, too. You don't uh, I don't I don't know. You because these you got to imagine these people like they. They might have not have known that. They don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what would drive me to eat somebody. Yeah, I mean, out of curiosity the, for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be maybe I'd be okay if I knew that they were eating like a raw vegan diet. You know? <laughs> Look, I'd be like, oh, a, this is clean meat. I mean, At for first, me, I'm uh, a bit of a foodie, so I guess it would just be like you know, exploring new things. Yeah, do you have QB mayo for this? (laughs) At first, I'd be like, what does the human taste like? And then I'd be like, well, what do you taste like? What does she taste like? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, then I'd want to know if there's, you know, right, like people that exercise versus people that don't, you know, the different diets. I'd really just want to know the whole palate. I've read that the human body tastes very similar to pork. Oh, I have also yummy. read that, which is probably why I just won't eat like pork loin or pork mm. gross. <laughs> okay. mm. Mm. Um, well, it's making me think about cannibalism a little more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, would you rather it's morally be, wrong? Would you rather be a Wendigo and like want to eat people, or would you rather be like 
an Ed Gein type figure and want to make lamps out of people. Ah, do you want mm. uh, you want to hack people up for nourishment or for uh, designing for furniture? decor? For decor. <laughs> I think I think I would take the middle road on that, and uh, I would become like the Martha Stewart of cannibalism. <laughs> I would, a little bit of everything. I would be cooking people, but it would be like project cooking, like. I would make like art slab pie. Your with magazine like... would be bones and intestines, right? <laughs> yeah, I got close. I tried to put gardens into something. I couldn't think of it. Uh, it would be Martha Stewart killing you <laughs> instead of Martha Stewart. Oh, living. yeah. I guess she's got a Martha Stewart magazine. She doesn't have home and garden. but uh, Better bones and gardens. Better oh, bones and gardens. There. Natalie there did go. it. Natalie Much better it. than you. That's true. Hey. Um, I wonder if Wendigo's like summer hibernate, you know, if they only go out in the winter. <laughs> I don't yeah maybe they're pretty gaunt uh, they're pretty emaciated um, they're very much like the White Walkers from Game of Thrones even though yeah. we joked yeah. about putting them in there yeah they have um, a very uh, Game of Thronesy. y uh, some would say they have even better lore than Game of Thrones well you know Game of Thrones started with some good lore and then <laughs> uh, you know they ran it through the ringer of their own butt cracks and then smeared that on the screens for good. us to watch oh boy jeez uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more, but I think for me, you know, I, I'm more of a cannibal guy. I'm not going to go that again route. I don't, I don't need nipple. Oh. I don't need nipple. What do you make? Nipple glasses? A male, fucking... a coat of a, like male chain mail armor made completely of human nipples. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> lampshades made out of human skin and whatnot. Yeah. No, I don't need that. I could just go to West Elm or CB2 or, uh, yeah, that's right. I shop at CB2 and CB. Okay. You know what? I'll go to Design Within Reach. You know. I didn't even know there was a CB1. <laughs> no, I don't even honest. know what CB2 is. I'm going to Target. Um, Counterbalance? I, no, CB, CB2 is like a very... Ex- Never mind. Why am I... Why are we it's Crate and Barrel's yeah. like sexy younger brother. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, there's sexy Container younger store. brother. Crate and Barrel is like an older, more well-dressed. He's kind of got some gray in the beard. Whereas CB2 yeah. is like a younger... He's maybe got it wearing a leather jacket with nothing underneath. Just graduated high school. Yeah, he just graduated <laughs> oh, high school. No. Barely legal He's container barely store. Legal. He's very naive, willing to do what it takes to succeed. Oh, no. Yeah, another note from Mr. Bunker we got for you, too. How come everyone is barely legal? <laughs> what? Sexy teens? Ian, barely legal means legal, just barely. There's nothing wrong. Oh, yeah, it just, we it will change anything. We will change anything about this fucking show. But barely legal sexy <laughs> teens is something we will not negotiate on. It's been a part of the fucking lore for so long. It's core barely to legal. this show. People listen to the show for that specific purpose. For, they know they're going to get true. their barely for the legal metaphors sexy we make between content. barely legal teens and department stores. Is that really the crowd you're trying to attract to this podcast? <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitively. Uh, no questions asked. <laughs> yes, Your Honor. <laughs> I swear. I swore on the Bible. And yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sweaty now. Is that, laughing. I mean, you guys, you guys have committed so many, but is that really the... The group of people that you want to join. Yes. That's who we want. Yes, yes, yes. Those are the bug bunkers that we want. 
<laughs> people who sexualize stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what does a dominix look like to you? Like, well, it's a dominatrix, dead. yeah. <laughs> oh, dominate. Yeah. It's very good. Oh, jeez. I mean, I don't think we need to say what Whole Foods is. Or all oh. these nuts. All three Whole Foods. <laughs> you three are sick. <laughs> all right. Fuck, Mary kill. Whole Foods. <laughs> Jewel Asco. Mariano's. Mariano's. Oh, well, I'd oh marry Mariano's. Yeah. Fuck Whole Foods and kill Jewel. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Wow. No, I think I'd fuck Jewel and kill Whole Foods. Jewel's just, it's it's local trash, but... That's what I like about it. It's our trash. Okay. Jewel has good chicken and good fries. Actually, my high school, every year before we like went back to school, they'd have like an all school meeting where the whole administration would be like, please don't steal the chicken from Jewel. Please (laughs) try not to steal the chicken from Jewel at lunch. Yeah, you're right. Fucking Jewel would be finger looking good, Ian. Mm. Thank you for thank you for switching. Cause I'm getting lonely over here. All right. But uh, Whole Foods loves to make that organics face. Wait, are you trying to make a Jewel reference, like yodeling Jewel? No, Jewelosco. Oh, okay. No, an O grocery store. Yeah, like well, sex. What about Mariana? <laughs> Mariana. Um. Well, so the Wendigo. <laughs> We've really run the gamut here, I think, on the Wendigo. I'm not sure about you guys. We've definitely well, talked about I'm, everything involved in the lore, especially how we like to have sex with grocery stores. Um, <laughs> definitely a big part of the lore. It's a big part of the Wendigo story. <laughs> part of the lore. Yeah, there are antlers on the jewel now. Yeah. Um, Let the antlers hit the jewel. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we get to verdicts here? Uh, Hamiltons, let us know. Is there anything else you want to bring up on this topic? or Let us know. No, I guess uh, I I guess leading into the verdicts, it's like I'm having trouble with very few modern. Okay, Ian, you're really struggling with this one because you want some like modern sightings, a la a a regular cryptid. Yeah, I want I want even some you know Sasquatch person from the Northwest that was like Mm. I went out investigating Wendigos Mm. and I found. A weird mark in the floor or it, in the in the snow or, mm. you know, something like that. Or, I mean, there's lots of Reddit pages. I was I was reading stories. You okay, know. give me one. Um, well, <laughs> there's like one lady who was like, "Oh, I live in Wisconsin, and I was walking my dog one night in the winter, mm-hmm. and it was really dark, and she said that she saw a Wendigo, like she didn't." know exactly what she was looking at um but she saw a wendigo while she was like walking her dog on her neighbor's lawn and it like screeched and like stood all the way up and it was like 13 feet tall and then it just like in three steps made it into the woods behind their house and she said she could see it like looking at her through the woods and uh her brother came over the next day and she had like told him about what she saw and he went out the back porch to smoke a cigarette and said that he like felt like something was watching him and like heard the sound and had this like horrible sense of dread about him. Oh. Yeah. Wow. 
And so, yeah, so there are like modern sightings, but I've only found them on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah, there doesn't um, seem to be like a lot of, uh, <clears throat> I'll say substantiated sightings, if, mm-hmm. if you could even say that. And, and like, what about that? You know, there's nothing about that that really makes it very Wendigo-esque. I mean, you know, I guess mm-hmm. the main kind of thing about the Wendigo that differentiates it from other cryptid, so to speak, or pieces of folklore is that it uh, makes you a cannibal, right? Yeah. Will we say that that's yeah. its defining trait? Yeah, I think We're cannibals right. is a big part. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also that's like one of these things, all these people that are like, I swear I heard a Wendigo or like I saw a Wendigo or yeah. like a bear came to my campsite to protect us from the Wendigo. That was like another wow. story I read. Mm. Um, hey, uh, and... we got to protect these people from the Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> right. I should have worn pants for this one. Like, I just don't think that like, uh, if it were really a true Wendigo, it would be like, oh, you know what? They're in a tent. I'm not going to like cross that <laughs> line. Right. Fuck, like, they got me again. Four yeah, right. Like, <laughs> so. Oh, and then another thing about Wendigo. So it's like, is it a like a mystical being? Is it an undead thing? Is this an animal? You know, like yeah. Sasquatch is an animal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there's no no definitive answer to that. You know, is it is it just a spiritual creature? Is it yeah. a real thing? That's what makes me think like the lore of it is mixed. The lore of it is mixed, but I'm also um of the ilk of like I it's like a native cultural thing, so I just don't want to like question it or fuck with it. Well, right, I'm <laughs> like is it like a religious thing where you know, I don't know. You know, we grew up Catholic, so there's like a lot of, uh, you know, sort of angels and demons in that stuff. And mm-hmm. people we know that have yeah. Yeah. seen them or been, you know, um, what inspired or what's the what's the opposite of inspired? Uh, haunted? For demons. Haunted. Sure. You know, people that are, that have been haunted or have experiences. I'm like, is this like a like a native Algonquin religious thing where they ran into them because they believed in them. Uh, well, mm. I, yeah. And is that why it's gone? You know, there isn't much lore since then. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking questions. it through. These are great questions. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, I get the impression what I got was that it is a piece of folklore uh, attributed to the Algonquin peoples and uh, other other Native Americans, and um, and uh, that uh, it just sort of spread from there. And and I mean, I, you know, I don't want to kill Hamlin in the first act, like Andy always says, but to me, it just it seems like a piece of folklore that has just sort of been spread down uh, through the ages. Like you know, I mean, um, I I mean, I don't know. What's like another piece of like kind of. I kind of see it as like an Aesop's fable. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's very fable-esque because there is a message to it. Yeah. You just don't you put the community first, like you said. Yeah. Uh, put the community first. Don't be a selfish Sally. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eat and all your uh, friends and family. Desperate doesn't look good on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said it, sister. You said that. Um, and, uh, I mean, honestly, I think we should let... Natalie probably tip her hand a little bit sooner than ours because 
before we even started recording today, Natalie seemed to be on a pretty positive Wendigo side. Oh, yeah. I think they're real. Wow. Okay. Now, Natalie, you've always, that's why, you know, we're, it's fun to have you along because we very rarely have any positivity <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> you're much more a believer than we. And you, yeah, you're much more willing to believe things than uh, I mean, we are. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Like, I mean, there's just, there's stuff in the world, I think, in the universe that, like, we cannot explain. Sure. I think if, like, these nations have, like, a specific reason why they believe it and it have found it to be true, I'm like, that's, you know better than I do, you know? And I, again, like, with something like Skinwalker Ranch and things like that, like, those kind of fall into the same category as me. I do not want to have this when to go cross any of our paths at all. So I'm just like, okay, okay you know. You. So maybe I'm uh, positive because I'm very passive and like, uh, <laughs> like yeah, you don't want to anger a Wendigo. I really don't. <laughs> and um, I mean, there's like things like, so apparently my grandmother in Ireland heard a banshee and like families have banshees. And so it's said in Irish folklore that like right before somebody dies, you hear the banshee screech. And that's mm. how you know somebody's about to die. Mm. And so it's like, how do you explain that? And she heard a banshee when was it like her dad died or something like that? Somebody died. Yeah. She heard it like right before. Um, you know, but like yeah. there's just some things like that where you just like you don't know what it is. You can't quite explain it, but it happened. And I think if, like, these indigenous people are saying, like, this happens, it's like, okay, cool. You know, wow. you are from this land. Like, you are native. So I they, just... You know, very often, yes, they, you know, often a trope is that native peoples are often more uh, connected to the land. More in tune. More in yeah. tune with spirits, nature, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I just, I, <laughs> I would rather give them the benefit of the doubt in in like a respectful way of saying like if you believe it like i believe it and please god don't let it come anywhere near me <laughs> and that's a lot about what the wendigo is uh mm-hmm. is like just being in harmony with the world around you like not taking more than you need uh and being mindful of the needs of other people and things around you uh yeah. so you don't offset the upset the balance of the totally. world I guess what I what I really would like is for some sort of, for lack of a better word, kook to come out and be like, I saw Wendigo. I saw it. (laughs) You want a Dave Sheely of Wendigos. Yeah. Dave Sheely, the skunk ape aficionado. Yeah. I want a Dave Sheely of Wendigos. Claims he has a Wendigo footprint, has pictures of the Wendigo. Had secret Wendigo files that the government stole. Yeah. Was willing to have a a relative dress up like a Wendigo and run through the woods while he photographed them. Allegedly. That's Um, right. And then, like, I mean, it kind of reminds me of what was the monster in Utah in the lake? Bear Lake Um, Monster. The Bear Lake Monster. But at least with the Bear Lake Monster, there were all these, like, newspaper reports about it. And then there's even the people later in print saying, yeah, I never saw that. Like, I was <laughs> yeah. That one, that one feels a little more complete. Like this is, this is almost like, um, you know, this is like, this is almost like Greek mythology in a way mm. where mm-hmm. it's like, like, uh, I don't know, like the Minotaur or something. 
Like, who mm-hmm. are we to say that it didn't exist at some point? Yeah. Although the Minotaur, at least, was in a maze. It's like, well, I can just avoid mazes then. Yeah, that one specific labyrinth you could just not go into. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, with the Wendigo, it's like, what's the life lesson here? It's don't go insane if you're lost in the woods with your friend. And try not to visit Minnesota, North Dakota, British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Wisconsin in yeah. winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, makes sense. Yeah. But where will I put my tips. snowmobile? <laughs> well, oh, geez. You've got you've got a tough problem in your hands, Natalie. I know. Where I are you going to park That's why that we snowmobile? live uh, closer to the equator now. Well, you can uh, park your snowmobile where everybody tells me to park mine. Where the sun doesn't shine. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Up north. Yeah, the very North Pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a, but there's plenty of aurora borealis at this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> at this location, centralized completely in your kitchen. That's it. It's pretty amazing how like <clears throat> Gen Z, you know, made that such a big meme and everything. It is. That it really is blew up. That, that steamed hams blew up, and uh, I don't think the writers ever intended for it to. Uh, it was like a funny scene. They thought it was yeah. funny, but they didn't know that it would fucking become that. You know, there's a place down here that sells steamed hams. <laughs> it's called really? Golden Castle, Ooh. and that's their thing. They they're like, we're steaming hams uh, this weekend. Come on down, get your steamed hams. Oh, that's fun. And it's yeah, Have it's like been? White Castle, but you know, it's steamed hams. Have you been? Not yet. I really want to go, though. Austin. We've been really good. We've been eating much better. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll get nasty maybe next weekend. Okay. Oh, they're going to get nasty. Well, speaking of getting nasty, why don't we get down and nasty and mean and fight mm-hmm. over our oh, verdicts? Because okay. I can tell they're going to be hot. Um, now, the Hamiltons, you're our guests. We, would you like to go first? Would you like to go second? The choice is uh, You know, why doesn't Andy tell us he doesn't believe it first? All right, let's go ahead. Andy, <laughs> hit, your, hit us with your verdict. All right, I will cut to the chase and say, case closed, this isn't a real creature. Because I, to me, it is a, it's like a parable, you know? It's an Aesop's fable. Uh, it's a good lesson for people who have to survive in the winter and uh, have to maintain their balance with the... Uh, the world around them uh, better than probably I do uh, or anybody I know does. So, but I don't think it's a real creature. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Andy, uh, Hamilton's throwing it back to you. Steamed do you guys want like to go or would you like? We're looking for the bunker scale right now. <laughs> oh, let me, uh, I can pull that up for you. If you oh, want. we got it. We got oh, it. I got okay. it. We got it. We got it. We got it. Okay. We have the bunker scale. Because we need that verdict in it. Officially sanctioned That's format. True. Exactly. I was looking for it earlier, but here we go. Okay. All right. Well, so I right. am. Uh, I'm going to say highly plausible. Wow. wow. I'm on the green. Nice. Wow. Highly plausible. I'm going to say highly plausible. I mean, I get being respectful, but highly plausible. You really believe in it. That's cool. I'm not judge. I'm very smart. Oh boy! Judging. Oh boy! It's gonna be yeah. an awkward really night at the Hamilton residence. I do with all the because, like I said, to me, it's on the same. Do you want to go down to very plausible? It's right before it. Goodness. No. All right. Don't, ah. have to hey. don't have to mansplain hey. verdicts to your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't mansplain my opinion. I to am me. aghast right now. <laughs> aghast. No, you're aghast. Uh, <laughs> I'm aghast, and I'm aghast. When I saw Windigo. 
I'm a believer. That's what I wow. have to say. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I just, I, I think it really is like in the same ilk as the Skinwalker and like, yeah. you know. There's, how, how is it the same ilk as the Skinwalker? Just like in likeness, like. <laughs> it looks like it. It looks like it. It acts like it. It, it. There's obviously some certain differences, but the fact that it's like First Nations people, lore, culture, like actually you're not supposed to, apparently you're not supposed to say their names because if they hear you or like if you like invite them, you know. So Skinwalkers? Like, out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Oops. Yeah, I know. Oops. So I'm like, oh, boy. Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, I hope you like salmon. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm like, yep, that's that's totally a thing, and it's totally not my thing. And so I'm gonna respectfully say, like, yes, it's wow. true and real, okay. and I certainly don't want it to cross our paths. Okay. Great verdict. Yeah. Great verdict. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Ian. Do you think you can live up to that verdict? Well, I'm gonna get. I'm I'm gonna give a two pronged verdict. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, my first one of does the Wendigo exist? I'm going to give it, and I thought this was going to be pretty high, but apparently not plausible minus minus because I could see it in the religious context. Mm. Okay. Okay. Of in, you know, of it exists within their spirituality and therefore they conjure it and invite it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, kind of like my mom was like, don't play with the Ouija board because you're going to yeah. have demons chasing you. That's true. Um, so that's the first one. The second one, uh, I'm just going to say plausible that they went extinct because of just like the dodo, <laughs> just every other animal that went extinct. Really and that's why we it. haven't heard about it since the 1920s, because we pushed them out. They they didn't really uh, procreate very well to begin with, and so they just don't exist anymore. Wow. But they used to. Wow, wow. You so you're saying Wendigos don't know how to fuck good, and human beings are monsters. Also, oh, okay. I think too. Does that include like, oh, people were so scared of the Lord that they stopped being so greedy, and therefore the like ostrac ostracization into the forest and having them turn into a Wendigo became like it got turned to the wayside because people became like more generous and like genuinely like learned their lesson from this fable. Very true. You know, it's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Maybe they did exist, but people just got kinder. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully we hope. Um, Great verdicts. Hamilton's. Thank you. Uh, I will deliver mine now here. I think I'm going to say, um, as a actual walking entity that exists uh, stalking the forest, looking to cannibalize and kill, I think I'm going to go plausible smidge. Oh, I'm going to give it a little okay. scooch. Okay. Above scooch. molecule. Cool. Right. Too. A little That's, above molecule. Wow. You know, you've got anti-proton quark. I mean, what the fuck? You've got so many <laughs> back in Um... Yeah, I'm going to go plausible smidge on that, but as a piece of lore and uh, fable sort of thing that I think is uh, part of their culture, um, I mean, that's case confirmed. 
Uh, sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We can all agree on that. Yeah, they, uh, it is a part of culture. It is a part of culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So therefore, case confirmed. Um, it's that, been appropriated were, into our culture. That's right. That's right. We took it for our own. Now, uh, bug fuckers, feel free to take your verdicts for your own. I mean, let us know what you think. Those were mm-hmm. ours, but yeah. uh, take them, co-op them. Let us know. What do you think about the Wendigo? Use the hashtag. Um, ones? Hamilton's? Wendigo go. Wake me up, Wendigo go. Yeah, that's, I mean. Uh, yeah. Eat your friend, Wendigo go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already started wake me up. Oh, okay. Wake oh, me up inside. Can't wake you up. Went, this is very long. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll fi- I mean, we'll find it out in post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can hit very well art. used. Very well used. The hashtags. Um, yes. Let us know what you think. Email so us. popular. MrBunkerPod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at MrBunkerPod. Find our YouTube channel by just searching for Mr. Bunker. And if you feel so inclined and you have the means to do so, feel free to support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mr. Bunker But more importantly, what about our guests? Do you guys have anything great you want to plug? Anything fun? I mean, I do definitely want to plug your Patreon and say it's oh, well worth it. And I love now. it. And it's very fun. Thank you, Natalie. You she do. loves being a part of your Discord. I do. That's Chatting wow. it up. Oh, yeah, Discord we love having you on our Discord. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I for one refuse to pay the five dollars. That's what we understand. That's why we're married. You know, that's true. We got some great episodes coming up on the Patreon. Uh, We recently released a poll. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when this episode's going out, and I don't know when. uh, I don't know. I don't know how the punk fuckers. Are you talking still? What is happening? <laughs> the fucking uh, schedule. He's glitching. I'm glitching. Andy, is there oxygen in the bunker still? What I'm trying to say is we're going to be doing true crime stuff on the Patreon very soon. Ooh. If you like true crime, there you go. But anyway, thank you. But Hamilton's, please, the floor is yours. Ooh. Well, we're currently uh, in the writing stages oh. of a screenplay. Whoa. Okay. That is not something to plug, though. It's, yeah, I'm just, it's just an idea. But it is. Right you no, we're working on stuff. Yeah, but basically when we moved to Austin, uh, we got bait and switched, and there were a ton of cockroaches in our mm-hmm. place, and we had to move immediately. Ooh. Right. Yeah, and then also that guy may have stolen Natalie's identity. Verdict's mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Somebody stole my identity and uh, took out out a $22,500 small business loan. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. I did not know about this. Oh, we're pretty sure we know who it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. So, what do you do uh, in a time of crisis? You write about it and do something creative with it. So, holy cow. We're working on it. And yeah. uh, oh, you can check out our uh, old YouTube channel. Yes, that's right. One hundred percent sweatpants. Yes, right. which was our. It was like height of quarantine. We did six episodes, but there's great. some very fun sketches and mm-hmm. commentary in there. Yeah. So it, YouTube, it's one hundred percent sweatpants, and then our Instagram is sweatpants, sweatpants one hundred. 
and mm, very uh, you know there's yeah. a fun animal crossing skit in there we do I some like rick that steves one. i do uh, an unboxing video about sweatpants we uh, debate wow. which fries are better wendy's or mcdonald's or okay. five guys oh sure. my god wow. this debate, debate still goes on because now we live in austin and there's a place called p terry's down here and actually has, i think those are the best those fries are I've the ever best had. fries yeah wow. wow ever oh they're so yeah good. local Burger chain, it's awesome. I'll plug P. Terry's. Yeah, okay. plug, plug P. Terry's. In Austin, go to P. Terry's. Oh, it's delicious. Um, and uh, uh, well, we have friends that do creative things, but I can't think of a single one to plug right now. So <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, also, just because like we did 100% sweatpants, I would like to plug the sweatpants lifestyle. Uh, it is a lifestyle, but we encourage people still who are quarantined to stay safe, stay safe, stay in your sweatpants, um, continue to just like be comfy and cozy. Relax. Don't breathe in each other's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> mm, tall, tall order, but I'll tall try. Order, we'll try. <laughs> Um, try. Well, gr- I mean, wonderful. Uh, great plugs. Yes, please check out 100% Sweatpants and, um, you know, check out our lovely guests. Um, <laughs> check them out. Check them out. Uh, and hey, we got to check out here, Andy. We got to check out of the bunker. It's time to pay our bill. Time to pay our fucking tab and get oh, out Oh, shit. There's yeah, no we- one else in here and Bunker never told us how to get out. Oh, 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 now oh, the table turns have turned. <laughs> We're going to have to start breathing into each other's mouths yes, to you save are. oxygen. He always wins. <laughs> well, speaking of mouth breathers, for not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my... Uh, panoramic. I'm thinking for my panoramic, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> right as I unlock the phone, I mean, right as I... Ah! Right as I come up with it off the top of my dome. Whoa, whoa, behind the curtain. Uh, for my panoramic co-host, Andy Hart, I'm Art Stone. And for our lovely guests, Ian Hamilton and Natalie O'Sullivan, I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.